Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. Damn! He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range EDC, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. It is official, or official for those of you uh, of a more classier sort. We have entered the high holy days of the WWE calendar with the first of the original four PPV, PLE, don't worry, we'll get your money somehow, events happening this past weekend. The Royal Rumble marks the on-ramp to the road to WrestleMania. So, who would win? Who will return? What completely out of shape legend would waddle their way to the ring for one more shot at glory? And what the hell was going to happen in the other matches? We figured it was our idiotic duty to watch and break it down for all of you. So that's just what we're going to do in this episode 150, our 2024 Royal Rumble review. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who was recently disciplined at work for planning his own over-the-top battle royal in the lunchroom. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades and is undergoing mandatory sensitivity and safety training for the next several weeks. I give you the man they called him. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. And yourself? Uh, doing well. And, you know, that battle royale would have worked out if they just let me put the ropes up around the uh, tables there, you know? We want tables. Makeshift ring and uh, we want tables. It it it, it all would have worked out. All would have worked out. I know it would have. But just on a side note, are you as sick of hearing that chant at every single like Raw, SmackDown, any hint of anyone going outside of the ring and there is a chant for furniture? And I realize I'm turning into Uncle Corny right now before your very eyes. You are. You these are, are. going to turn. These are going to turn wireframed in a mm-hmm. minute, and I'm going to develop a southern accent. Yes, it's yes. going to be fantastic. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, peoples they want to see uh, other peoples going through, you know, wooden, wooden objects and splinters flying, and 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 people being maimed. Apparently, so uh, I do have it's to say, living. in your intro, I was surprised you didn't mention, uh, you, you know, waiting to see what other creative way Kofi Kingston was going to avoid elimination. <laughs> You know, which I guess is okay because as we'll get into, that just didn't happen this year. So, as you know, as much as I would love to see that, I think after the last couple times where he was, if I remember right, the last time he really attempted to avoid mm-hmm. uh, being eliminated in an acrobatic manner, manner he almost maimed himself. He like did. It, yeah, I think I think that time is done. I think Kofi is yeah. like, you know what? It was a good run. Yeah. I'm getting a little, he's, he's hit the Danny Glover portion of his career. Like I'm too old for this. I worked the gimmick for a good couple of years. It's time to retire. it. So <laughs> triple H is going to him like, Hey, Kofi Riggs. Okay. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> understood. Now one person who uh, will never stop working the gimmick and is a national treasure who we will talk about is the tomfoolery of one, our truth, because my goodness, this man, this man knows how to, how to bring the laughs, the guffaws, the uh, the comedy, if you will. 
we need and, to get him on this show. That he would fit oh, right in. Oh my goodness! Are absolutely. you kidding me? Absolutely. Oh my gosh! I have to ask would... him how little Jimmy's doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you catch the the one? Did you you see the thing I sent you on on YouTube? The the, the promo where him and Triple H were going back and forth, and Triple oh. H started talking to the imaginary people. <laughs> it was on Instagram, and I didn't have a yes. chance to watch it yet because we were out in public, and I wasn't sure what sort of inappropriateness would be in the clip, so I haven't listened to it yet. So, just at, at one point towards the end, our truth is just like. You crazy! <laughs> it was, oh, it's great. I'll see if I can post oh that. Gosh. I'll put it. I'll put it on Instagram for all the peoples out there. Absolutely. How are you oh. doing, sir? How How are you on this this fine evening? Well, you already asked me that, but I, I'm no, still I doing all right. Yes, I you didn't. did. I did yes, I, you, I, do I have to roll back the tape seriously? <laughs> I mean, what what proof is that stuff you're drinking over there? Uh, it is 108, I think. Where is it? Where'd <laughs> I put the it? Search for the bottle. Where'd I put it? Uh, actually, there's an inappropriate. Yeah, one hundred eight point eight. This is a a uh, Benny's Beverage Depot pick, Starlight oh, Distillery. Jeez, double oak bourbon whiskey, baby. Hoping for a sponsorship. Maybe, maybe. I made this out in my backyard in my own still. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we ought to move on with the show here. Um, so. I believe we need to get to a little segment uh, that we uh, basically before we get to our main topic, we we have a little little segment here. I gave this segment to Tim, and it, <laughs> are, are we reviewing this because we're at 150 and you feel the need to review why we do this? I do because honestly, I have to convince myself because there's times when the Weekend Geek has decided it's almost started to annex other parts of the show, <laughs> like it just keeps growing and growing. Ladies and, growing. and gentlemen. If you ever want to see a power grab live on podcast, here we go. <laughs> it's like it's it's like the early '90s, and I'm sitting in downtown Kuwait, just waiting, like ah, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. Oh How's that self? That is not the uh, the comparison I was expecting. Good Lord Almighty! Gotcha. Oh, uh, but anyways, uh, this is a this is for Tim to go over some little bits of. Uh, information, news, things that aren't quite a big enough for a whole show, but mm-hmm. well, in some cases they are, and we just pretend well, they aren't. Like we're gonna breeze right through them, and yeah. Well, when we get but to anyways, the forty fifth minute and realize we're still in the week and geek, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is a little something we like to call the week and geek. The week is geek. You and the music in now. real real time. I love it. I feel so funky. I do feel and, funky. And the best part about that is the, yes. the last clip there ties into the Weekend Geek. Yeah? Huh? Very nice. Huh? Very nice. And on that note, uh, over to you. Salud. Uh, yes, sir. So, uh, heavy lifting now. Our first item uh, is really uh, a, a little bit of going back to our last episode, uh, our, our little bit of contribution to the interwebs. Uh, no, I, I was listening to our, our, our episode over the weekend as, uh, as I like to do. I like to, uh, you know, hear what we've said, hear how I can improve. Tim likes to sit there and just go, damn, I sound good. Silky smooth, especially with the head gold. It's like Billy D. Williams works every time. If you came back to see me, you know, constantly blow my nose and sound like I probably should be in bed at seven at seven at night. uh, No, I I am a clean bill of health, feeling much better. I wanted uh, to have a little tissue counter down in the corner, but I just (laughs) I did not have time last week. I'm sorry. Seven. Fifty eight. If you get to 60, you should be in bed. (laughs) 
What's the matter so with wait, you, man? Wait for you to do a NyQuil keg stand. Oh, good Lord Almighty. No, that was after the show. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we were talking last week. We were doing a little fantasy booking on this P, uh, on this mm. upcoming uh, Peacock BSG uh, reboot, non-reboot. We're not sure what you it's You can just be. keep the G off of it. Just as Peacock BS BS. Just <laughs> Peacock BS. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> It's truthful. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was uh, listening and uh, just had a couple uh, kind of uh, thoughts I just wanted to throw in here uh, mm. after the fact. Um, sure, most sure. Mostly a little commentary uh, point that I might have missed uh, with, with something you shared because you, you were both of us anchored our respective viewpoints, uh, whether it's a, a reboot or not a reboot. Uh, on on the whole artificial intelligence craze that is going on around us, and how that's mm. going to be the the undoing of of this next round of of Capricans or or Earth people, depending on uh, which which side we were looking at this story from. Mm. Um, but Uncle Todd raised something very interesting because we you know we 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 both had talked about AI as kind of that cultural. Uh, you know, anchor point similar to how 9-11 was kind of the anchor point of the 2004 series. But Uncle Todd and his brilliance brought up a very interesting point. Uh, in, 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 uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to go back to that that first season, slow, slow uh, cooking uh, toward the, the apocalypse uh, where, where <laughs> things build very slowly. The crock, but, the crock pot apocalypse. Exactly. Crock pot apocalypse. Yeah. I was trying to incorporate The crock potalypse. <laughs> That's what I was going for, and I failed miserably. Thank you. Good Lord. Um, but, you know, what, one facet of what you were talking about was, uh, you know, what, what's the need for these battle stars? Why, mm. why do they have them? Uh, talking about some friction between the colonies. And, and you know, as I was listening to us talk about that, and, and here you kind of talk about your 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 whole idea. I I mean we we kind of miss the point there that that's actually a, a you know not a bad cultural kind of touchstone to bring out right now is just you know we are living in a time sadly uh, of of a lack of unity going on and how that lack of unity can also be the undoing of uh you know of 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 certain structures and certain you know ways of of living because of uh, the inability to kind of hear the other side and, and, and empathize and, and that kind of thing. And so I, I just wanted to, you know, call that out and, and just uh, give you some kudos, sir, because I, I feel like that plus the AI thing was kind of a nice microcosm of what we're kind of living through right now a little bit. Although well, I'm hoping you. the AI doesn't turn against us. You know what I well, mean? Well, so, I mean, we've already got, we've already got a, uh, you know, the white house talking about, uh, AI generated Taylor Swift, uh, nudie pics and other stuff so i mean i know it's it's scary one way one way or the other like maybe it's not skynet maybe it's just like i will have to find the link but jimmy kimmel i forget if it was an anniversary show of his or if it was to celebrate the anniversary of back to the future but he did a great sketch two very um, different things but okay well well no, here, here's the reason why because he he was on he was in this theater uh d- different from his regular show and uh did this sketch with christopher lloyd and michael j fox um kind of coming it, it was almost oh, yeah, like they, they came were playing out the delorean their, yeah they yeah. came out in the delorean they, they were kind of playing their roles yeah no that and, was fantastic was, and and one part of it was to, to your point with the ai just now was they were talking about you know smartphones and and Doc Doc Brown's like, well, what do you do with them? He's like, well, we primarily sit on the toilet and read. <laughs> and he, and Christopher Lloyd just gives this very Doc Brown look when that's said. 
And it was fantastic. And when you just said that, it made me think of that look. So I had to bring that bring that up because that was just phenomenal. I mean, I wish I could deny that. No, no, that's totally no. But that's actually yes. Yeah. It yeah. <sighs> the best is when he's looking at the phone. He's like, "What's a grinder?" <laughs> God bless you, Christopher Lloyd. We love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it was oh so funny. God. It was so, so funny. So, anyways, <sighs> just wanted to bring uh, out that 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 little point of um, of that. And then, you know, on, on my side, the you know, kind of the one, like, like one of the things I kind of missed when I was talking about mine with the reboot was not just the restoration of Caprica. Um, mm. You know, I, I, like I mentioned, it would be Earth. Uh, you know, starting point would be Earth. The chase would happen, and 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 the series would end with them arriving at kind of a fully restored Caprica. Because so, I mean, hundreds of thousands of years would have gone by at this point, um, and and not only that, but also the rest of the planets. So it's it's almost like, you know, when 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 I was kind of talking through it, it's almost like the rebirth of the twelve colonies. But but it goes back to that 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 cyclical nature of the story of mm. you have the two thousand four series which sees the twelve down to the the remnant, the remnant making it to Earth, and now you have Earth, uh, you know Earth's remnant now making it back to the colonies and then kind of re reinstantiating the colonies again and that sort of thing. So, anyways, thought it was kind of an interesting idea. Did you say reinstantiating? Reinstantiating, yes. I have never heard that word before. Uh, we use it in computer science when you instantiate an, an an object in code. Yeah, you you create an instance of it, instantiate it. Dude, I've I've now have to try and work that into a conversation. You should, week. and I'm no, I'll I'll fail horribly, but still, I'm going to make an attempt. Maybe, maybe instantiation wasn't the right word. I should have. Maybe it was reinvigoration. Re. No, no, I like that. I don't know. I, I think no, I think that works. But anyways, just uh, just a couple thoughts there to throw in on our last episode. So a little, uh, little self love in the weekend geek for us. Yeah, on that front. that's a good one. And and in case you don't know where that episode is, it'll be linked in the show notes. There we go. One forty nine comes right before one fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are an amazing thing. And three is a magic number. That's all I know. And That's scrolling it. is also amazing. <laughs> go to Spotify. Go to Podbean. You can scroll. Who would have thunk it? I don't know. It, <laughs> uh, dangerous. All right. all right. Our our next uh, article comes by way of uh, fans of the show, ScreenRant.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you play that up. These people have no idea who the hell we are. They're better <laughs> off for it, honestly. Oh, gosh. And uh, they uh, provide a, a great article uh, called The 11 Things That Need to Happen in Ahsoka Season 2. Uh, they Which should be called The 11 Things That Now Definitely Won't Happen in Ahsoka <laughs> Season 2 because we wrote about them. So I just want to run through them very quickly if, if, if we could. Some of these are sure. interesting. Some of them are, are you know, kind of like, eh. But, uh, but number 11, uh, you know, Ahsoka and Sabine need to get back to the main galaxy. Uh, file this under duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, L.A. Uh, yes, they, they do need to make their way back, but not uh, without accomplishing uh, their purpose on Peridia first. And we don't know what that is exactly, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, as we saw at the end of season one, 
they are where they need to be. You know, Anakin is there as the force ghost kind of overseeing things. He's with his, his uh, former student and there, there is a purpose there. There is a purpose to them being there. And, and season two, hopefully will reveal that kind of feel like uh, Dave Letterman here a little bit. Number 10, Balin's goal on Peridian. Wait, is that make me Paul Schaefer? I think so. Um, that's right. Balin's goal on Peridia needs to be explained. Once again, file this under duh. I mean, come on. Yeah. What is season two going to be about for crying out loud other than seeing Balin? I think the big mystery is who is going to be Balin. And you, sir, uh, proposed a fine uh, 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 idea around. I'm forgetting his name. Is it Liam? Is that his first name? The actor? Uh, he's the guy who played uh, Beast uh, next. To, not Beast. Um, no, Beast. Hellboy or Ron uh, Perlman? Not, oh, you mentioned Ron Perlman, but there was another one. Liam or oh, Lev. Oh, no. Leave, Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. Thank you. Leave yeah, Schreiber. I think, I think Leave Schreiber would be phenomenal. You got to admit, there is some there is some similarity and you throw the beard in there. You oh, might yeah. be able to pull it off. Yep. It, it's, it, it would be like either that or you just have to like kill him off screen. Like, hey, what happened to Balin? Oh, he fell off that cliff. <laughs> Don't oh, you remember no. when he fell off the cliff a week ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't know the uh, in-flight speed of an African swallow or something like that is from from last I heard. Uh, yeah. uh, but nonetheless, uh, understanding his purpose and his goal uh, would be important. That is true. Number nine, Anakin needs to give Ahsoka a proper apology. I don't know if I agree no, with this. No, God, please, no, no. I mean, no. you know. He he turned bad, you know. He 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 did some bad things that you know almost impacted her. I I get it, I get it. But for crying out loud, it's like I love how you say he did some bad things. Like he <laughs> killed an entire room full of young ones. He was the Dark Lord of the Sith, <laughs> and that was before he became Darth Vader. Um, saying he did a few bad things, it's like Al Capone. It's all relative. <laughs> he had some income tax issues. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. But, uh, I mean, I could see a little bit of a, a of a reconciliation or a little bit of a, a back and forth of, of regret, maybe, from Anakin to Ahsoka about the choices he made. Might be an interesting way to kind of, I mean, the, the, the thing I'm worried about here is it becomes a, a midi-chlorian sort of thing. Like, we don't need to mm. over-explain yeah. Anakin, you know, his, his redemption. Like, we get it. You know, yeah. he, he, he or turned. Or his descent. Like, we've, we've gotten three movies over that. Right. Not to mention, like, then the Clone Wars show. Yeah. So this is where I'm a little like, eh, I, I, I don't know if we need to go here. You no, know what I mean? I think, I think going forward 85% of the time with, like, 15% being glances backwards, just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to refill before I get to number eight. Just a, <laughs> that's it. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Stevie would approve. Mm-hmm. All right, number eight, Ezra Bridger and Hera Syndulla need a better reunion. Well, here's the problem. You can't have a second reunion. The reunion is the reunion. And when he came back, it was flat and just, I don't know, it was kind of like goofy guy comes out with a big smile on his face. It's like we could have had a little more than that. Well, see, here's where I might <sighs> disagree. Just just a, a, a skosh, like a metric skosh, just because that was their relationship was always kind of a little weird you know mm-hmm. so i get i can kind of get that it was a little flat though you're you're totally right but i mean she hasn't seen him in years like imagine oh i get it i believe me i get it and you have, even allowing for shock yes it fell flat you're right mm-hmm. you're right 
Well, it's it's like in college when you hang out with this group of people and then you all go your separate ways. And then you, you get do together. know that I'm agreeing with you, right? <laughs> you expect a little more, a little ha ha. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm agreeing with you like ninety percent, and you're still. I, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to shit up an argument. You know? <laughs> what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> you know when you. <laughs> Never mind. God, what is number eight? Can we fight <laughs> just, about something else? I just did number eight. It was Ezra Bridger okay. and Harrison Doolin needed Good, a better Good, then we're reunion. closer to finishing up. Let's move on to seven. <laughs> number seven. Wonders. So, it's our, numbers are a wonderful thing. Ahsoka's past in the Ahsoka novel needs to be explored. Having never read the novel, I don't know what I'm missing here. But No, God, please, no. No. Again, no! forward. Yes. Forward. The book uh, apparently uh, sees Ahsoka Onward, coping Jedi soldiers. with immense grief over the loss of the Jedi, guilt about leaving the Order. Uh, it also shows ways she resisted the Empire and looked after Force users during the Imperial era. So I don't know that we got to go there. You know what I mean? I, I think that a lot of that is already an undercurrent in her character. Yep. I think people kind of get it. And you can explain it in small ways. We do not need to have this be like an overarching theme. Mm-hmm. Forward, forward with the story, please. Indeed, Mister Crusher, sit the course for forward. All right, number six. Not Jason- ten forward. <laughs> Not ten forward, but forward. Uh, J- Jason Sindula needs to grow even more into his force abilities. I don't know that I need to see this, honestly. I mean, you know, it's great. He's he's. Uh, you know, he, he is the son of, of Kanan and, and Hera. I'm glad to establish in season one that he's got those abilities. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know that, you know, we need to see the kid. Um, yeah. But, but we have to see. I mean, maybe done the right way, then okay. But I, I don't need to see him learning Force abilities. I'm more interested in Thrawn. I'm more interested in mm-hmm. the main stories that are going on. Those are more interesting. Yeah. As, as something that might happen as through the course of the storytelling, Sure, as a this must happen, I gotta say No, God, please, yep. no, no, yep. no. I agree. I agree. Uh number five, Ezra needs to reveal what he's been up to. So he disappeared at the end of Star Wars Rebels, like not he disappeared, the Purgles made him disappear. Um I could see this being an interesting flashback kind of thing. Um the the, the problem is unlike other stories or other characters that I've seen in like back in, in flashback stories like lost, right? We didn't see any repercussions of being away for so long. Like when, when they find him, it's just like, Hey, how's yeah. it going? Everyone. It's me. You know, it's like, he, it's like, we're back to like nothing ever happened. And I'm, and I, I don't want to say that's a huge missed opportunity, but it feels like a missed opportunity where they could do, some storytelling and, and not that it has to go to a dark place. You know, I'm not saying we had to find like emo Ezra here or anything like that, but you know, he's living on his own. He he's in this, in this desolate planet and Thrawn's breathing down his neck. And it's like, you would think there'd be some stress or some strain that, that came with that. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I don't know, or, or maybe just do a flashback and tell a story of how he ended up in a, in, in that community of, of those, those little aliens where he just seemed to live without, an issue it seems so yeah he um, just went and joined like this little hippie alien commune basically and, although the funny thing is like when you think about it if anyone who's saying oh it's so lame that he was there and and nothing's happening he's just hanging out there 
Okay, so if you actually watch the movies in numerical order, um, kind of saying the same thing about Ben Kenobi? Because mm-hmm. sounds an awful lot like that. Yep. So you can't really crap on the idea. I don't really need much more than maybe a three or four sentence explanation of that. It's not that interesting because it's not like he was fighting a guerrilla action against Thrawn this whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, what, what else is going on? Unless there is something to do with what Balin is doing on the planet and mm-hmm. that Ezra was discovered something like that and it ties in there, I really don't need to know much. Yeah. It could yeah. just be I was stuck there and I was making the best of the situation. And, and quite honestly, like Thrawn not messing with him while he's there kind of makes sense because he, he's the sort of pragmatic strategist where it's like, why do I need to go chase this guy? Like yeah. if he wants to go live in the wilderness, go live in the wilderness. I'm not going to waste my resources trying to like kill him. Yeah. He was already what's that going to accomplish. You know, Yeah, he was already, he had enough on his plate. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a background detail. I, as far as like things that need to, I need to know about this series. Uh, this wouldn't even make this list. Yeah. I mean, it's such a minor detail to me. I, I mean, in, in, in a way, if, if you look, and I know we're agreeing, I'm not trying to overexplain, but mm-hmm. I think Book of Boba Fett's a great example of that. Like, when we found Boba Fett, you know, clearly something was different with him. You know, when, mm-hmm. when, when he went crazy with the staff and, you know, beat the tar out of those stormtroopers, something changed there, you know? Yeah. And so when we saw the flashback and we saw how he was taken in by the Tusken Raiders and how he became one, like, that was... I, I really love that. I know that I, I I know that series took a lot of flack because of of the you know lack of action or whatever. But that's storytelling. Yeah. Like that's telling a deep story about yeah. a character who underwent a transformation, and yeah. and I thought that was really cool of them to do that. I just don't sense it with Ezra. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like he. Yes, it was cool. He did the Force C stuff where he's not using a sword and he's just using the Force. But still, there's just like I, I don't know. So I, I think. A flashback is okay to like kind of say here's what I went through, but I don't mm-hmm. think we need this in super depth. So, yeah. All right. Number four, Shin and Sabine need to team up. I don't know if I agree with that. I think we need no, to see. God, uh, please no, no. I mean, it's kind no! of the obvious thing with the two younger mm-hmm. apprentices. Yep. Does it need to happen? I mean, the thing is, I guess with all of these, do they need to happen? It's all going to depend on the story you're telling. Yeah. You know, like this is kind of, to me, it's it's kind of clickbaity and we're we're debating it for clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty you know. as charged. <laughs> to the clicks. Um, uh, or Sean yeah. Waltman would do. There it is. All right. <laughs> Of course, you went with like the lamest member of the, like the junior member of the. Hey, clique. I, I'm giving he's him a little love. He's part of the original clique. Like he's a tag along. He's like the scrappy do no, in the clique. Sean Waltman was part of the original clique. Really, I it was clique- Nash, Hall, Waltman, Sean Michaels, Triple H. Those five. Oh, I thought it was only four. I I, nope. I I never even thought. So I still stand by the like. I didn't even think of that. He's still a scrappy do part of it. He's like the tag on. <laughs> like I could just picture him totally like like not not uh, what is it uh, it's Butch and whatever the the big bulldog and the little bulldog I like see him like <laughs> running around next to Nash like hey Nash what are you gonna do now? Gonna, shut up 
<laughs> smack him across the locker room. He's oh. back like two seconds later. There was a rumor he was going to be in the Rumble, by the way, Sean Waltman. Oh, God, I hope not. That, that, uh, you hope not. The Rumble's happened. <laughs> It's I not know. Gonna happen. I hope it doesn't happen next year either. Uh, I'm already preemptively hoping it doesn't happen. Like right. the rum, the rumble was actually nice without having to deal with some of that stuff. But yeah. anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, All right, what's the next one? I like Shin and Sabine being being against each other, but I could see an interesting you know situation on Peridia if they're like forced into a situation together where where they have to like depend on each other. We've kind of seen this play out before. You know, yeah. enemies put together kind of come to an understanding um you know that that kind of a thing but but honestly like their lightsaber fights have been so like great between the two of them they're they're, they're kind of like a um i don't want to say they're equals but it in some ways you know sabine shouldn't be as good as she is against shin and shin should probably dominate her but she doesn't so it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where i don't know it'd be kind of cool to keep them you know enemies but all right, number three, Anakin's Force Ghost needs to be actively involved. Well, duh. That kind of was established at the end of season one. But but how active is a Force Ghost going to be? Like, we've never seen a Force Ghost well, do much we, more than just kind of stand there. We haven't seen him interact with her. So we've seen Obi-Wan talk with Luke. We've seen Yoda talk with Luke in Last Jedi and, and you know, rain fire down upon the the uh, old ancient Jedi library there. But... Um, Maybe Anakin, uh, you know, could could uh, like I think just a little interaction between the two of them would would make it interesting. I don't think we've seen that yet. I think it would be uh, would would be interesting in some ways. Can we um, get a can we get a cut of like Yoda in Avengers Endgame during the rain fire? There we go, and it's Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got to get the crazy wild laugh out of Yoda. Oh yeah, you, know, you got to get oh, yeah. that going. The wild unhinged laugh. That's Avengers, right. how I've missed you. That's right. Uh, let's see. Number two, Ahsoka and Princess Leia need some connection. Ahsoka and Leia have yet to meet. Uh, that's kind of interesting, you know. Um, they they do exist in the same time period. Um, yeah. But I know there's that that difficulty of somehow making Leia come come to life on screen now because we are we are no longer with. Uh, you know, our, our princess Carrie Fisher. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's necessary. I don't know that I need to see it. No, I, 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 I definitely it. don't. And lastly, uh, number one, the new Republic need to learn the power of the night sisters. And so, um, this is where I'm, I'm wondering if in season two, uh, or if, if it'll, you know, manifest itself in one of these other, you know, star Wars shows that we've got to start sprinkling in a little bit of Thrawn. We got to, start to build toward, you know, establishing his ruthlessness and establishing how dangerous he is to the new Republic, especially now that he's got, you know, the witches behind him, um, which I think is going to take the place of uh, what he did with Jorah Sabath in the books. I think, you know, the, the, the Night Sisters are going to probably take, take the place of, of that character, but we got to establish the, the danger and the threat that's there. And I, and, and that hasn't happened enough. You know, I, I think we saw a little bit of it in season one, but, but that was a very localized example. And I think, um, you know, season two might be a good, good platform to, to kind of show that. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that is our, our 11 things that, uh, we'd like to see in season two, anything missing that was not called out here that you would like to see in season two, sir. The story to move forward and more Thrawn. Uh, All right. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, for for me, uh, I I think it's uh, you know we're we're probably going to get more of the same as season one because it's going to be the back and forth. What's happening on Peridia? What's happening in in you know kind of the uh, canon galaxy or or the original galaxy? Um, but yeah, I, I I I'd like to see a little more um, a build up of Thrawn. Um, I like and and I and I mean a build up of Thrawn. I I don't want to see Thrawn. I don't want to see any weaknesses exposed. Like I I want to see. They got to get him built up mm-hmm. and, 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 and really shown as a major threat. Um, you know, they, they, they did a little of this, this stuff and, and I know it had to serve the story, but, but the way they were able to reach the tower on the last you know episode and make their way up and do all this damage and stuff, you know, it, it's not like he's infallible, but, but we got to establish the, the ruthless strategy of this character. Like, like if, if he's going to be, if his strength is going to be his mind and the way he manipulates and and strategizes and and uses indirection to to throw his his opponents off, we got to get more of that. Otherwise, he's just going to be another guy. You know what I mean? And and it's not going to be a threat. True. So. Um, however, I in in just a a vague defense of you know the assault on the whatever tower or whatever that was yeah the fact is i mean i it'll be interesting to see a well-resourced thrawn and how his strategy works and how he can be how he can defeat someone in short fashion because to me that was actually like that to me represented a very um Thrawn playing from a very weakened position and it displayed good strategy in that like he his his sole goal was to get back to the OG galaxy. Yeah. That was it. Like he, he really, if they get, if they stay here, fine. If I can kill him, great. But if not, if they stay here and I go perfect, mm-hmm. I just need to hold them off long enough so that I can skedaddle. Right. And he did. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, mission accomplished. So to me that, that still spoke very well of his, uh, his strategery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's got to only be with them, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they may be established as the ones who have the abilities to get around whatever. But, but it, it can't be like that all the time. You, you've got to get well, no, him. no. And I think that I think that goes to again. He wasn't well resourced, and yeah. and that was kind of the plan. Like, I'm I'm willing to sacrifice these assets, yep. because I think that'll get me out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Last but not least, uh, a new trailer dropped today. Oh, yes, it did. A new trailer dropped today, and that trailer belongs to Ghostbusters. Almost at a million views as of this recording, and it dropped 11 hours ago. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Oof. So uh, we are going to do what we traditionally do on this show, uh, which is we are going to play... uh, We are going to play the trailer for us to see. We will have a link to it uh, in the show notes. Uh, We will start... uh, Although... We have to agree to start it at zero zero because there's some sort of like preamble to it before it actually starts. It's like some sort of pre-commercial before the actual trailer. Well, yeah, they have the pre-trailer now. Yeah. It's like a it's like a very shortened teaser, like yeah. stinger kind of thing. So yeah. we're gonna start at zero zero and uh, just run it all the way through. But we're gonna give a little commentary over it as we watch it. All right, all are right. you ready, sir? I'm at zero zero. Oh, hold on a second. I was at zero zero and then it started. <laughs> all right, I am at zero uh, zero. Count us in. Three, two, one. Here we go. Tell 
It's all dark and horny at 12 o'clock. All right. (laughs) That's got to be on the T-shirt, right? I didn't know whose voice this was at first. Uh Uh-huh. It was very funny to see that it was uh, Walter Peck. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh! He doesn't sound like himself too. It's it's well. How many years has it been? Thirty years at least since since two. Yep. (laughs) I love that. Overruled. Sustained. Yes. Where's Chucky when you need him? That's right. Here two four. That's right. You suspect. What I love the most is that we are moving forward with some other mythology other yes. than Gozer. Gozer, yes. And I don't care if it looks stupid or if it looks different or uh, or or it's like, oh, what is this garbage? I'm giving it a chance. Mm-hmm. I think they can tell some good stories. Oh, yeah. I love it. The deep freeze of fear. Well, that might be climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> I I love that. Mel Nitsen uniform. <laughs> we go back to the library or that a library. That is phenomenal. Oh, oh my gosh. Stay oh, nice. Ernie Hudson, he's got the uniform on too. Damn right. What do you want? Winston phenomenal. ought to get a more than a fair shake in this flick. Yes. Oh my gosh, the song. Jeez. I love how meta they go with that. Where, oh, where, yeah. where they bring the song in like that. That's phenomenal. Well, they did that in Ghostbusters too. Oh, that's, that's what true. the song they were yeah. dancing to. <laughs> that is phenomenal. You know, the drone trap. I love that. Yeah, the drone trap. <clears throat> Wonderful. Frozen Empire. Ghostbusters. And we got to bring Slimer back, of course. Of course. Doing as usual. Oh, my gosh. That looks good. That looks good. March 22nd can't come soon enough. March 22nd. What do you think, sir? Dude, I'm all in. Are you kidding? I I still think Ghostbusters Afterlife is a masterpiece. I've watched it several times since we first talked about it here. Yeah. I enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, every single time, and I'm looking forward to this because it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they tackle this flick because mm-hmm. Afterlife really was like it. It felt like a John Hughes film mm. for like the first half of the movie until all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're in a Ghostbusters movie. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm interested to see how this one is going to go. Yeah, like are they going to dive right in? Are we, you know, what what sort of vibe is going to be playing out here? So I mean, I'm very interested. What I'd like to understand is why, and and I don't know if this is just you know studio politics or what it is, but I, I was happy to see you know the the originals in it, um, you know, in, in in the trailer and be a part of this. But why do was it like why did it take so long to do a Ghostbusters like sequel? You know what I mean? Like like Bill Murray. Really? So he's all of a sudden okay with doing them now? Because it's like this is two, three I, years after Afterlife. Well, and I mean, here we are. Well, dude, I mean, the fact is Bill Murray is his own animal. Like 
Bill Murray does in much the same way as uh, someone else whose name we aren't going to mention. Bill Murray does what Bill Murray wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And work or shoot, it's the same result. Yeah. Sort of the same thing. Um, yeah. With a lot less muscles. Uh, but for years, Bill just was not interested. In fact, the only reason that Murray did Ghostbusters in the first place mm-hmm. was he he had an art house flick, uh, um, uh, shoot, The Razor's Edge, mm. a World War One like drama flick that he wanted to do. And in order to get that financed, the studio said, "Okay, if you do Ghostbusters, then we'll finance mm. your your art house movie." That's why he did the first one. Interesting. And I think he, you know, he, uh, for whatever reason, then after two, he just didn't want to do any. Hmm. Um, I think part of that is his falling out with Harold Ramis that he had uh, around Groundhog Day, but it just never. Oh, I didn't realize they had a falling out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of sucks. They did reconcile apparently once, uh, once Harold was very close to the end of his life. Uh, And I believe Harold was nonverbal, which might've been, you know, helped uh, in the reconciliation. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, and now apparently he's okay doing these. I don't know. Cause, I, cause I, know. I, I expected, you know, the, the Paul Rudd and kind of the, the, the newbies to be in it. I just oh. wasn't expecting more, you know, maybe Ernie Hudson, since he's kind of like running the business end of things, it seemed at the end of afterlife, but <laughs> he's, he's now in the Godfather seat. Oh, he is. Oh, hundred percent. And I love it. Oh, I, me too. You gotta see Godfather Ernie Hudson, you know, be like, I want to, I want to see him with like a gigantic pinky ring. With the proton pack, uh, just you know, something like just overly over the top, and be like, yeah, or or, or do a little Godfather shtick as he's about to take out a ghost. You know, it's like, <laughs> you come to me on on the day of my daughter's wedding, <laughs> Santino, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> what they done to my boy? Um, well, after all of that, uh, oh, and and I'll just give my my real quick two cents, which is, yeah, I'm 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 excited for this, all in the bag for it. I think it's it, it looks it. Like I said, it's something different, and and I want to see where they're going to take it, and and I don't yes. care how hokey it might look. At least they're doing something different, and and you know let's let's move on from Gozer. Let's let's work some new mythology into the franchise, and uh, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. And they did a great job with Afterlife, and I don't know if Ivan Reitman's kid is it Jason Reitman. I think yes. Is is he producing this again or directing it again? I, I'm pretty I, I sure he is. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. You keep talking. I'll look it up. But yeah, I mean, let's assume he is. I mean, you know, he did a phenomenal job with Afterlife and it was a great story. And, you know, now the challenge is, can they can they blaze new territory? You know what I mean? Like like Afterlife had a lot of the the nostalgic charm of uh, of the first one. Um, And uh, and I'm sure it'll have some of, you know, some of those notes in this one. But, you know, I I trust that they're going to, you know, do a do a phenomenal job with it. And and I, I just I hope it's a good outing that starts to move the franchise in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, for the record, uh, director of Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is Gil Kennan or Keenan. OK. K-E-N-A-N. So I'm, I'm a little puzzled as to which one that is, hmm. Keenan or Kennan. Uh, writers, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman and Gil Kennan. Oh, okay. All right. So, so Jason and Ivan are involved with it. So, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Uh, Ivan slightly less since I believe he's passed away. Um, oh, th- okay. That's what I thought when you said Ivan Reitman. I was like, oh, so maybe it was a script they were working on before he had passed. Yeah, I would imagine because I, yeah. I think it was pretty obvious. Um, it was pretty obvious, like right when this was coming out. Yeah, they're totally going to make it a new, another one. Mm. Like that was why I think 
the post credits were so strong in like, hey, and yes, here's yeah. comes another Ghostbusters. Like it was already the studio saying, you got another story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and God bless him for that. Well, and on that note, that my friends at 43 minutes, we almost pulled it to 45, baby. That my friends is a lock, stock and barrel traditional week. In geek, yeah, yeah, just more. He threw and more the gauntlet of the down. Challenge accepted. I should have just kept my big mouth shut. Anyways, thank you, sir, <laughs> for uh, once again annexing more time from the main <laughs> subject. We really appreciate that. On to the Royal Rumble, indeed. Um, so first and foremost, right out the gate, I just want to say, mm-hmm. um, we will not be discussing the news that was released the day before uh, mm-hmm. 24 hours ish before the Royal rumble took place of Vincent K McMahon, uh, retiring from uh, the WWE and wrong TK letter Aaron. in the middle there resigning, I think is what happened there. <laughs> well, resigning, retiring, whatever you, you want to say. The results uh, may be retirement, but the action was the resignation and yeah, true. So, very true. I got it confused with his previous uh, leaving. Uh, I, oh, I got that messed up. We won't be talking about that uh, at this present time because, quite honestly, we'll both be frothing at the mouth and and ranting and rambling and gibbering on. Uh, this is probably a topic that we will tackle in its own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not to dodge. Uh, it's all horrible. It's all terrible. Um and uh, we'll leave it at that for the moment, and we'll get on to and and the important the thing is there were victims beyond you know the show. You know what I mean? Like there there there's more going on mm. there. That yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 all yeah. When I say it's terrible, I mean the things that were done. Not yes. The fact, not the timing yeah. or any any yeah. way that it might have affected the the paper. That's not what you were like saying, that. sir. I wasn't trying to correct okay. you there. I I, I just more. But I just want to make. I yes. want to make that clear. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, totally agree with you on that. Um, so we are going to discuss the Royal Rumble. Uh, this, of, of course, uh, taking place from Tropicana Field, the former home of the Thunderdome, um, <laughs> which was very odd. I, I guess this really is the first time they've been back at this venue since they mm-hmm. were there during COVID mm-hmm. and, and essentially rented out <laughs> yeah. like the, the worst stadium in the major leagues. Um, just a terrible, terrible, terrible building uh, for everything except uh, wrestling and new kids in the block, apparently, because uh, I did watch the post uh, event press conference. And one of the things that Triple H mentioned, they, they set a new indoor attendance record for the for the trop. And apparently new kids in the block were the ones who held the previous record. And he kind of got a good chuckle out of that. And he's like, hey, you know, you're doing well when you beat the new kids. It's like, all right, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, over 48,000 in attendance for this. And uh, this is really, this is a big event. There was a mm-hmm. lot going on in this. There was a lot of story leading up to this. There was a lot happening and a lot going on for only four matches on the card. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really surprised by that, that I, I was expecting more for some reason. And well, and it, and it still ran damn near four hours. Yeah. I was shocked about midway through the, the men's rumble, and I'm looking, I'm like, it's 11 now. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we don't even have everyone in the ring yet. Credit to them for pacing it the way they did. I mean, they, it, you know, to even throw an extra match in there would have would not oh. have been good. Would not have been good. We might have still been watching at this point. Yes. I think, I honestly think... And and I'll just throw this idea out uh, at the risk of extending our show even further. I think 
that there is a case to be made. I know that that the the Rumble has always been in January. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania has always been in April. I think there's a case to be made for shuffling somehow, maybe some of these events, or maybe in January we just say, hey, guess what? The only other pay-per-view that extends over two nights is the Royal Rumble. Mm. I Because if you're really going to kick off, I mean, it would be great to have a women's rumble as the main event one night yeah men's rumble that's the following night make it two hours ish Mm -hmm. and you can have a few more matches you can have a few more things building you know stories taking place outside of the the rumble matches um i know that might cause some problems with you know roster availability um however (sighs) judging by how things went in those two matches things ain't all that thin and there was a lot of cats who did not make the rumble who Mm -hmm. were not on this pay-per-view um believe it or not um so that's just my two cents any uh any quick reaction to that thought no i i I agree i think um you know there you you always run the risk too of of you know fatigue you know Mm -hmm. as well within the same event and you know i think it was uh to to use an la nightism it was good on them to uh Start, you know, with the women's rumble, um, space it out with the two matches and then do the men's rumble. But it was a lot, you know, and, and, and it, it, you know, it definitely stood out and we'll, we'll get into it a bit. Um, you know, the, the lack of reaction at times, um, some of the action as well being a little clunky, you know, I think, I think that stuff stood out a little bit, um, Mm. you know, across, across the night. So I, I, I think to do it two nights and have, across those two nights the, like i i really like that idea like have the rumble be the main event have you know three maybe four matches that build up to it on mm. each night um you know because there's plenty of championships you know to, to to represent there both on the women's and on the men's side yeah you know? and so you could make one event you know totally and, and i know there's that that you know probably that fear of oh we're not going to get as much viewership but I don't think people aren't going to watch if it's a if it's solely a women's event versus it being a men's event. I I, I, don't, I don't think that's the you, issue. I don't think you need to even go that. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't go that far. No, and I'm and believe no. me, I'm I I've been a, a staunch defender of the women's uh, side of the roster. For Absolutely, the past two three years. Yep. I just think you kind of if you're drawing that line, then it becomes then you're just trying to fill. It can become just trying to fill space if it's not yeah. merited. Yeah. And I think mixing and matching also like it's a little bit it goes back to that three ring circus model of of wrestling that mm-hmm. Mick Foley mentioned like, hey, if you don't like the elephants, well, the clowns are coming out. If you don't like the clowns, well, there's a lion tamer. You know, you've you've got the different stuff for everybody and you kind of mix and match. Yeah. But you're right. There's totally uh, there's enough championships. And if you're really trying to build towards WrestleMania and you're really trying to. I, I I'll, I'll say it this way. This is the first time I've really felt this way because I mm-hmm. really felt they had so many stories woven into the rumble itself i'm Mm. like man what's the next step well you have stuff that just isn't taking place in the rumble yeah and you you then using you know the rumble is just kind of the rumble you know yep so i i think that there's it's it would be worth a thought i think yeah uh real quick breaking news uh cm punk has come out on raw and confirmed he has a torn right tricep he will miss (sighs) wrestlemania uh, and he said, uh, it's a bump in a road. Um, there's always next year. And then they shot an angle on the way out with Drew McIntyre hitting the scene to say he prayed for this and it happened. And punk vowed to make him his first target upon his return. <laughs> so, 
So I think I think that's pretty cool. It's like <laughs> it fits the Drew mm. McIntyre character. And yeah. When Punk returns and uh, takes takes uh, his anger out on Drew, that 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 will be a sight to behold. So uh, that sucks, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, what are you going to do? But but know? but jumping back to this, because like I like this idea because you could do something very interesting as well, where you have, you know, like for example, like let's say we you know like do some fantasy booking. You you have the you know the women's rumble. Let's say on Sunday night, you have Rhea Ripley that night defending the championship against let's say a Becky Lynch or something like that, or, or, or against, let's say Nia Jax. Um, she, she retains, you could run an interesting story of then that, that person who loses entering, being an entrant in the rumble and earning back, you know, a, a, mm, a title a shot rematch. at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Rematch at WrestleMania. I, I think that's interesting. You could have had uh, the Kabuki warriors defend the tag, you know, the women's tag belts against whoever. You know, there, 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 there's definitely interesting things they could do with it. I think what, what WWE needs to do is invest, I think, a little more. What stood out to me, and we'll get into it a bit in the Women's Rumble, is they got to invest more in the characters and, and really getting them established because yeah, these women are talented. You know, the, like yes. this is not an indictment of, of a lack of talent. They are talented. The problem is I, I don't think some of the characters are are, are – fully fleshed or, or really established for the larger audience to react to. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, and it's hard, it's not an easy thing to do this. You can't just snap your fingers and make people care about uh, everyone. But at the same time, when you have people coming out and the crowd just like completely nonplussed by them coming out, like something has to change there. You know, Um, some of the men that came out, that got a reaction didn't get a reaction just because of their character, but they got a reaction because of kind of the story behind it too. Like there, there was a story yes. going on. Yeah. And that to me is what we need to have more of, you know, is, is to get, you know, I, th- I, I think there's still a huge missed opportunity with someone like a Shayna Baszler, where if they could just get her married up with like a Heyman or, or some mouthpiece, she could be a super badass. And mm-hmm. when her music hits it, it means something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I, I just think, you know, seeing how the crowd was there, there's just room for improvement. I think, um, you know, for WWE, WWE to do on the women's side of things. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously now we're officially into talking about the women's rumble match. Uh, so, and I, it's a, to kind of respond slash retort to yes, sir. what you said. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think. WWE is is at a point now where they may have to consider adding some TV time. Mm. You've got a three-hour Monday night show. you got a two-hour Friday night show. Might it be time for that Friday show to become a three-hour show? Can, can, can I retort to your retort? Okay. They have – Triple H has gone on record and say, as saying booking a three-hour show is extremely difficult. Yeah. I think they should take the three hours and, and I know they're trying to do this roster split, but do, do something different and use those three hours to, to give the women more time or to push the women more. Well, but that's what I mean is I think that, so my contention is, and I think you're in agreement. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of like the women are less talented. Yes. Right. I think the fact is that you're only going to get, these women, the the reps that they need mm-hmm. 
in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. in front of a TV crowd, mm-hmm. and and putting some real muscle behind the story. Now, I understand we are still coming out of the the creative death valley that mm-hmm. was the previous regime. Yeah, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's taken a lot of time, and there's still some things that I think, and we'll talk about it in the match after this one, that I think they are still trying to figure out how to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to start putting more of these women on TV. They need to start putting more of them in storylines. They need to put more storyline muscle behind them. I mm-hmm. don't, but at the same time, I don't know how you necessarily do that given some of the constraints. Now we look at the, look at the last couple of weeks and I've, I kind of been spot watching some of the shows when I can, because honestly I've been kind of getting into some of the stories going on and you know, I, I, I just haven't had a lot of else things that I was watching. So, hey, why not watch a little wrestling? Mm-hmm. And I could have done with an, uh, with one less Carlito slash LWO versus uh, Santos ver- uh, slash, you know, what is it? Fantasma or what? Uh, Legados del Fantasma. Yes, thank you. I knew I was going to butcher that, so I didn't even really want to attempt it. Um, but they've been all over TV the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. One less match mm-hmm. and work some ladies in, you know, get something going. And then again, the the Carter and uh, what's the face team, uh, the ladies tag champs that lost. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Katana and, and Casey yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But that's the only tags you tag teams you've seen. I saw them like twice over the last couple of weeks and I get it. It's but it's like, who else is there? Yeah. And I think the other thing that we have to look at, too, is. They're missing Charlotte Flair. So obviously you're not going to have Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley or EO Sky, your two champs, wrestling in mm-hmm. the Rumble matches. At least the, the odds were against it. Yeah. So yeah. you take away you know, the two people who you've been like, okay, and they're kind of the top draws. And after that, you kind of don't have a wild card. Mm-hmm. The men's roster has a couple of guys who can be wild cards cm punk cody rhodes like they can be they don't have they don't have a belt and they can kind of be mixed in here and there in the rumble and you're not really sure what's going to happen charlotte flair could have been that person yeah she ain't yeah and it's because it's it's not a matter of talent it's a it's a matter of how that talent is well practiced and well known by the audience Mm -hmm. and it's not so much the main event talent because you know a lot of the upper echelon ladies and in fact, some of them have been there kind of long enough that I don't know if they necessarily know what to do with them right now. Uh, I'm talking about Becky Lynch and Bianca mm-hmm. Belair because, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, they've kind of been in neutral for a while. Yeah. It's that upper mid card level mm-hmm. of like the next folks who are going to get over. That's where they're really hurting because they don't have the experience and or the recognition. Yeah. So that's where I think the weakness is. Um, Although now that I think about it, for the women, they don't have a United States or an Intercontinental Championship, and that's the other thing. I think that they they, they need th- a mid card belt is what they need. They need to bring back the TV Championship and make it a women's only belt. Mm. So it'll be the it'll be the the women's television championship, and it gives you a mid card belt. It granted, not every feud needs a belt, but it helps sometimes to to add some legitimacy. It does elevate and to kind of delineate like okay this person they're not quite here but they're they're right around here they're mm-hmm. not down here mm-hmm. it gives it gives you another thing for people to be going after yeah 
and it could turn into almost like an intercontinental championship where that is like that is the workman's or the workwoman's right. belt right that's the worker's belt and that could be a thing and mm-hmm. i i think that could work out really well yeah um, i agree that was another thing i thought about you know just today i'm like oh yeah there's really three belts in the women's division yeah um yeah so and two uh, of them are world titles so it's like yeah. unless you're battling for the world title you have no ability to really establish yourself and you know there's the tag titles but that that's a different you know format of of uh, or a different style of wrestling that doesn't establish you as a single star you know like yeah like i'm looking at my list here because I, I i kept track of the order of who came in and who was eliminated like wow. indy hartwell for example like I know of her because two or three years ago in NXT, they did a really good angle with her, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano. They they had this this faction mm-hmm. called The Way, and um this this one guy Dexter Loomis who was kind of this like psycho or something. But they they had like this great like story build up to you know Dexter and Indy becoming a couple and all this sort of thing, and the fans were into it. And I don't care that that's what they did, but it's like it got fans into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they did something yep. that, that locked them in, but she comes out to zero reaction and it's like, yeah, why she been on TV? Why do I, right. She hasn't been on TV. Why I do I even care realize she was her? on the main roster? Right. Like I was, I was up for it. Cause I, I remember her, I think from a previous rumble. Right. But I see like if they had a mid card belt, both on raw and on, on SmackDown, yeah. then you have an ability to get, you know, the Zoe Starks, or mm-hmm. you know the the Zelina Vegas or the Minchins or you know Al- Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, right? Give her that belt, right? And then have her defend it like Gunter does, right? Like the, you don't come out. You go ahead and fight for the champion. Go ahead and fight for the the championship. But, yeah, that's for the that's for those that's for the people who want to be a sports entertainer. Right? You want to come after me? Right? You better be ready for a fight. But give them the time to do the things that like a Gunther does. You know what yes. I mean? Like that's the thing. Gunther gets mic time. Gunther gets ring time. You know, like that's what they got to do. And, yeah. and you know, could they expand SmackDown to three hours? Sure. But I, I really think like if they just take what they're doing on raw, if they, if they took one of those hours and really dedicated it to the ladies, I well, think they do a great job of like, I think they'd be able to, to add some depth to the roster and really build them out. Yeah, I think it comes down to just they. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of storyline muscle, mm-hmm. creative muscle being put towards creating great storylines for. I mean, and let's face it, for what is I think a lot of people see as the money makers of WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, the Roman Reigns, the the Randy Ortons, the CM Punks, the Cody Rhodes, all that. And hey, I get it. You're trying to make money, and you figure that's what we have to attack first. Fine. I know. I think they're getting around to that with the ladies, and I say that because of the Rhea Ripley Becky Lynch interaction, which mm-hmm. was a very interesting promo a couple of weeks ago. Yep, where it's not just all bluster. You actually have like someone who has been to the top of the mountain, one of the most recognizable stars you have, and they're they're saying you might be better than me. Right, a character who would never admit something like that before. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, and I was like, ooh that's kind of cool. Now you're taking me in a different direction. Almost like the Cody CM Punk uh, promo from this past Monday of, you know, I'm actually more CM Punk than you are. I'm more American Dream than you are. Yep. Like, it's okay, this is kind of cool. So I think they're working their way over there. It just needs to be more 
and I, I, I'm hopeful that as they, as they seem to be hitting a creative stride with a lot of the men's storylines, that it's going to start filtering into the women's division and we're going to start seeing a lot more happen there. And I think, I think getting some of the, seeing how some of the ladies were received and, and, mm-hmm. and what they were able to do in the rumble, like a Jade Cargill, I think all of a sudden now that is a huge, huge asset to them in mm-hmm. terms of like, okay, we can go a lot of different directions this way. Yep. Um, yep. So I did this ups and downs thing, mostly just for the, the which Rumble I like matches because it was like there's so much to talk about. We could get into like the doing like a uh, oh my gosh, that thing's just put a straw in it. Just put a straw in it. You'd be fine. Um, we could go into like our old Battlestar Galactica thing where essentially we're going scene by scene by scene by scene mm-hmm. and just replaying the thing for you. Um, but uh, some ups for me, uh, of first and foremost, Jade Cargill debut. Yeah. Was Holy crap! So good, so good. One thing they do Such well great is, reaction. is not talking about someone who's around, so you forget about them, and then doing something like this. Like I, I did not in, a, in and I didn't see it in any of the websites either. No one said anything about Cargill being a part of Royal Rumble. So that was a great. Well, she's secret. been signed for months now, and it wasn't yep. even so much a secret. Like they signed her, and I was expecting after Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. got announced with the injury that they were going to throw her in. Yeah, just start just throwing her on TV, and they didn't. They waited, and they've they've they um they have been patient and and waited for the right moment. And I think this was the right moment. Mm-hmm. There has been some criticism directed at her from yeah. I think Meltzer had something negative to say, which I was like. Just shut up, you old fart. You just dry, empty fart. Just (laughs) shut up. Um, But she was amazing. Uh, Jordan Grace, holy cow. Yeah. What'd you think of her, man? That, you know what? In the same way that I have said Rhea Ripley has it, I've only seen her for a few minutes, but I was like, I think she might have it. Yeah. And and that to me is like impact is is got to be glad that they have her. And honestly, if if WWE can can play nice with impact and vice versa, mm-hmm. and they can they can kind of share some talent. Like it, there's talks of Bianca Belair maybe going to Impact mm-hmm. and having a match there and mm-hmm. and working that. Dude, that'd be a great way for them to actually enhance that women's division because yeah. Jordan Grace star. Well, and, and no freaking doubt about it. And and what what I thought was really v- very good of them and very cool of them to do is all the little things around her coming into the rumble, like the mm. announcers. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're really pumping her up. Oh yeah. Um, they gave her a moment with Naomi, and and so I don't watch Impact at all, but I do. You know, I I follow the wrestling websites. I follow what kind of goes on in the other in, in the other. Um, uh, you know, the other promotions. And, and I knew that Naomi was rumored to come be coming back. You know, she, mm. she dropped the title to her, I think a week or two ago at a pay-per-view. And so to give them a moment where, where they, they could just kind of appre- in the fans to getting into yeah. it because they know, you know, they, yeah. they're in on in this too. Yeah. To, to have that moment. And then right away for them to start beating the tar out of each other, I thought was just phenomenal. Like, like oh, that, that was great. But yeah, but, um, you know, to give her as much, you know, she, she had so much time in the rumble as well. They you, did. And they gave her a lot of time and they gave her a lot of leeway to, to look strong. Yes. Physically and, strong. Like her character was very strongly represented. And this was something that always faltered under Vince mm. was 
this idea that his guys always had to look the best. Like this is why the whole mm-hmm. invasion angle fell apart because mm-hmm. Vince could not let WCW look strong. He could he not let ECW tour. look strong. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. All. And then you have Triple H, who not only from the booking that you saw, but then afterward in the in the post event press conference, complimentary to TNA Impact mm-hmm. for for allowing her to to come. Complimentary to her for for the talent that she is and and her showing at the Rumble, and it's like that's how simple it has to be. It's just like you, you don't have it doesn't have to be this whatever Vince made it in the past. You know what I mean? Like it, it's very refreshing to see someone who can appreciate good talent, bring them in, let them shine on a stage they they otherwise wouldn't have had an opportunity to, and and let it be a spectacle for the fans and let the fans enjoy it. Yep. And like this is why I think Triple H does a really great job at this is because I think he's very attuned to what wrestling fans want to see. Mm-hmm. And why Vince failed so heinously over the last few years is because he is out of touch with what the fans want to see. And, and, and reality. And reality as a whole, apparently. So and morals. Mm. Morals. Yeah. Um no, that was it was all it was all good. And and yeah. Um where was I? Oh, uh, another up. Uh, Becky Inch blessing Chelsea Green before eliminating her. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was beautiful. It was a beautiful little bit of business. Like I, I'm just like, and that's why she's a star. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I got. I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again. Like I don't think her offense is the most believable, and I mm-hmm. think sometimes she can be. She can look a little ridiculous, quite honestly. But at the end of the day, I still love that character, yeah. and I love her as a performer. So I mean you take you take those little the little flaws and but the overall package is is phenomenal um for me uh the downs ugh, you you called it uh the Nia Jax Piper Niven uh black hole of charisma a, in the ring for a while I think while. I called it a a black hole of suckitude <laughs> oh it was just a vortex <laughs> a vortex of suckitude is what I called it yeah, that's um, right uh, another down was the fifty percent of the ladies who got little yeah. to no reaction, yeah, which we we've already that. kind of beaten that to death. Yeah. Um, a down for me, like not so much because I care one way or the other. Because honestly, I I don't know much about uh, her as a wrestler or mm. or her character. Um, but Chelsea Green's future in the Fed as a punching bag, apparently, um, or a tackling dummy, uh, it was hilarious. But after a while, I'm like. How long before she's getting released? Like yeah. how many how yeah. many days before she's future endeavored? Because this seems like a like a oh is this what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have for ups and downs, sir? Uh, you, you covered some of them. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I think universally Jade Cargill's debut was phenomenal. I think the yeah. fact that she took out Nia Jax was the right way to go. Like like establish her physicality, her her dominance. Oh yeah, and that was one of the things that they held against her. Like Meltzer held against her. Like oh yeah, she just tossed out Nia Jax. I'm like. First of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, <laughs> yeah, like that's where you make someone look. For the record, Dave. Dave Meltzer is a young bucks like fanboy, and I, I just, I don't even listen to that guy. Is he like, basically on the payroll for AEW? At I, this think point? So. I think okay. so. I think so. But no, Cargill, great, great debut, great intro. Um, they really showcased her well. I, I love the standoff between her and Bel Air. Um, oh, yeah. and, and oh my gosh, the two and Bel Air not being Ooh. the past, Bel Air being the present, but Jade mm. being the future, and and yes. and the two of them being equally, you know, Jack stacked and 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 just really solid, you know, performers. Um, I think there's a real future there, uh, you know, for, 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 you know, for, uh, uh, 
you know, good rivalry yeah. there. Um, I am not a big me, fan. Do you think? Do you feel like? I mean, Cargill. You can't say she's a star. I don't think she's there yet. But there is like a raw charisma there. Like you just see she's her, and a, you're like, yeah, she's a star because happen. of what she had done in the in the notoriety it brought her mm. uh, at AEW. But yes, she has to now kind of prove herself in WWE, and so yeah. uh, so absolutely. Um, I am not a fan of Michael Cole, but Michael Cole made me. Laugh hysterically when uh, I, I it was a Chelsea Green or or Tr- Tiffany Stratton or who who the he- oh no Maxine Dupree yes. did a reverse worm and the the announcers are going back and like what do we call this and all of a sudden Michael Cole's like the larva and they're all just like and then they lose it but both McAfee and and Gra- and Graves yeah. just like lose it they're they're like yep that's it you got us you know. And apparently, uh, uh, when Valkyrie came down, uh, or no, Valhalla, Valhalla sorry, yeah, we, we found out that Michael Cole has an antler fetish. Um, I never would have guessed. Apparently I, so. You know, apparently and I so. has, I'm not going to look that up online. No. Uh, I don't need to mess up my algorithms. No, you don't. I'm, I'm even, no, even don't. on private browsing, I'm not, I'm not. The authorities it. might come to your door. <laughs> either, either that or a bull moose. Like, hey, Sir, you have ah! a problem. <laughs> Come with us. Uh, um, during the match, uh, I mean, there, there was a lot of highlights, but one thing that just stood out to me was just uh, I, I love the simultaneous forward backward DDT yes. that Becky Lynch did. The, like, that was oh, she locked yeah. someone in in the traditional forward DDT sort of uh, you know lock uh, headlock, and then she had someone in the old uh, you know Sting Scorpion death, death Drop you know sort of uh, hold and and laid them both in, and it was just phenomenal. That was um, awesome. Our truth. Can we just agree he is a national treasure? This this man comes running down in the middle of Valhalla's entrance mm. and uh, seems to think he's supposed to be in this match. Now, the only thing that was missing from this entire thing was him getting on a microphone, looking around at the crowd, at the, at the referee and everyone yelling at him and just being like, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that was missing from that was having him do that. Yeah. Uh, but no, just, just, just great, great comedy to have him come. Like the best part is he's like, you know, he's being, this is a women's rumble. He's like, there are women. Like, like, <laughs> it's like, yes. I mean, it's just like, it was so well done. The way he does his shtick is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and then Bailey and Naomi as, as the iron women, uh, credit to uncle Todd. He called it very early on that Bailey was going to be the, the Iron Woman of this match, and not only was she that, but she was also the winner at. I think she clocked in at an hour and three. I, I believe yeah, she was broke Rhea's record from last year. Yeah. So, although I mean, Naomi, I'm so glad they gave her. It's nice to see they gave her a very strong presence mm-hmm. and and really kept her in the match. I really appreciated how they they I, and they might have done this in the past, but I'd never noticed it. They gave the times of how long the different participants had been in the Rumble. Yeah. I don't think they did that last that. year. I, I don't remember that. That was such a nice touch it to was. see that. And to Very sports-like. Like, see three of them. Yeah. Very sports-like. Um, Very sports-like. Naomi, at times, disappeared. Like, you could tell she powdered out and yep. was, like, catching her breath off to the side of the ring or something. Because a couple were, times she and jo- Jordan Grace were off in the corner just, you know, swapping stories of what they've been doing the last two weeks. You know what I mean? Just sitting in the corner. <laughs> They might have been under the ring having a hot dog or popcorn or something. I don't know what it was, but like they were like she was just not in the ring at all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. when did Naomi get eliminated? And then all of a sudden she's back. I'm yep. like, am I hallucinating? What what's going on? Yeah. Um, but no, that was that was really good to see. My uh, my, my downs were um, 
and, and and Uncle Todd and I were both watching this live, so we were texting each other. But but and I hate to say this because I I am a very big supporter of them elevating you know women's wrestling and and women as a whole. But something was off. I don't know if it was the towards the beginning of the match. The 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 rhythm of of the women in the match was just off, and I don't know if it was just a coordination thing or or what was going on. But but rhythmically, yeah, things were not clicking. You know, like I they were trying worked. to do spots, and yeah. you could see them calling them, and it was just like everyone was. I don't know if it was nerves or what it was, but something was off. I think the especially in the opening three. Yes, given the amount of experience of those three ladies, it should have gone a lot smoother. I think the fact that Naomi being back Mm -hmm. and maybe not, even though, I mean, she's worked with these women before, yeah, but maybe just the recency of having been with a different group and Mm -hmm. maybe operating at a different speed and coming back here and the adrenaline and everything else, there were definitely times where she was so far ahead and was obviously waiting for somebody to do the move and things like that. And yeah, it was very clunky. Although, but then, like I mean, Jordan comes in, Jordan Grace, who's not even in in this promotion, yeah, and came from where Naomi came from, and she yeah. looked way crisper than than any of the other ladies who came in in the beginning. I mean, she granted, granted, so yeah. I I, I think it's I just a matter of it's just the way things are. Because I mean, yeah. I could have said that about any of the last two or three men's Rumble matches, yeah. and I've the last like two or three years when we've done these reviews, I have consistently rated the women's matches yes. above the men's because it yeah. was smoother yep so i mean may, yep. maybe it was just their year to have a to have a rough beginning once they got about but 15 16 things started smoothing out like once they by the middle of the yeah, rumble, yeah they yeah, were yeah. really hitting their stride but 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 my my lvp for for the women's rumble is by far piper niven and oh. and and when i say lvp i i mean no. this in 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 the strongest terms possible because literally I saw at least three or four occasions of she was walking around the walking around the ring and one of the other um, women had a woman on her shoulder with her feet kind of off to the side and swung them so that mm. they grazed Piper's hair and Piper sold it like she was like shot. You know what I mean? Oh, there we go. By the way, we're recording video now, so. YouTube just saw you walk in with your your towel. I don't like that. The babushka. Uh, uh, Tim did. So, you going to bed? Yeah. All right. Good night. No, otherwise, I'm leaving for the night. Uh, okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Kalen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not just Kalen, but you know, crackling Kalen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Um, but um, but, no, but, and, and but I, Niven I, was just like I don't know what her deal was, but she was like selling no, when no, she no. shouldn't have been selling and not mm. selling when she should have, and it was just I I don't know I felt I felt bad for her, but it was at the same time like my God, you're a professional, come on now. LVP for me goes to Nijax. <laughs> well, that sorry for you. That's just on principle. <laughs> It's when you're trying to put over so hard, like, yes. oh, this run for Nia Jax is different. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And especially then when she unceremoniously drops Shayna Baszler like a sack of potatoes yeah. outside of the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that. Same old Nia Jax still ready to hurt anybody at the drop of a hat. Yep. Any hat at all. You know, like, no, it's not. Like, I just don't believe in her. I don't believe her character. She, like, I just, I, I cannot stand mm-hmm. her character. 
Yeah. Like it, it, she could be believable as like this, you know, this killer, this just killer heel. Except her facial expressions are terrible. Her even like her body language is terrible. Her promos are unbelievable. Like the entire thing. Like Corny went off on this whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah he's going a lot overboard in some areas than I would. But yeah, it's like it's not just like anything in particular like you just i just don't buy it yeah and i never have like even when she was with Shayna baszler like she could her facial expressions everything was just not good mm-hmm. and i get why they have her and i get why they're trying to to make it work because they want somebody to be physically imposing and they they want variety in the in in who's on the roster and all that you've got a lot of ladies who are i mean quite honestly like uh ivy nile Liv morgan mm-hmm. like that kind of kind of size nothing wrong with that they're hell of performers but you also want to have some folks who are who are a little bit taller who are more you know jacked and athletic and then you want some folks who are just like like big and imposing and she fits the bill except she undermines it at every other turn right right <laughs> it's like yeah okay but you know, and then and you know hey she'll probably always have a job as long as she wants because it's sort of like the nba like you can't coach height Yep. You know, like yep. you can't coach someone to be seven one. So you'll always be gainfully employed. You might be making the league minimum, but you're going to have a job. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but I anyways, agree. I agree. I gave I gave the ladies rumble a two point five. Uh, I was right down the middle for me. Um, and that's kind of painful because I think I've been around three point five most of the other years I've watched this. I, I gave it a three because to your point, I think as it wore on, it got a little better. Um, yeah. I, I, I liked what they did with, with like, like the Jordan Grace stuff was, was what really won me over because they just have uh, how nice of a job they did with her. Um, you know, when she was eliminated, it was done, I think in a classy fashion, she had a good back and forth with Bianca who would be considered a contemporary of hers. And Bianca just got the better of her and she did it pretty in, in pretty devastating fashion. I mean, like Jordan took a KOD on the side of the ring, which, you know, I, I don't know how she protected herself. I'm sure they have a way, you know, there, there's got to be a way of doing it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. But it, it was a pretty nasty way for her to get eliminated. And and yet I think it's a badge of honor in a way. Um, yes. You know, Jade's Jade's debut is great. I think the way they, you know, they, they were both Rumbles had great options for potential winners. And hmm. so I did not see Bailey coming out of this as a winner. I thought it was going to be Becky Lynch. Um, to challenge uh, Rhea Ripley, um, but I'm happy with Bailey. I think there's a great story to be told there. Um, I'm kind of hoping she's going to go against the grain and and challenge EO Sky for for her women's championship. That's the rumor right now. Is so that, she, that will be the choice. I think that would be great. Um, so yeah, overall I gave it a three zero. I thought it was slightly above average, but I couldn't go much beyond that because. The beginning really, I mean, the first half of it just really bothered me just how clunky it all was. It just didn't feel like a well put together match, you know, from from the women's side of things. So, yeah, I will say this. The they did read the room very well um, and were very ahead of the curve because as soon as Bailey came out, she was getting chance. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And she's a heel. Yeah. Yep. I mean, damage control is a heel faction. Yep. And Bailey's getting chance. I'm like, that is pretty cool. Well, and and that's because there's an organic, you know, sort of 
you know, swelling for her that's going on yeah. with the fan base because they're they're counting down the the seconds until until the rest of the faction turns on her. So it's one of those one of those things that they see it coming from left field, but they just oh, yeah. you know they're, they're they're just they're they're slow rolling it. So well, it's, it's like every time Sting joins a faction, it's like okay, you know, and the clock is running yes. on when someone's going to betray Sting. Yes, and he never sees it coming. Yes, absolutely. All right, all right. So next up, we had the uh, the WW. <laughs> Isn't it Universal Championship or is it Undisputed Championship now? Uh, I think it's Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship because they combine the two belts. Okay. Well, if it's Undisputed, then what's all the fighting about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I One thing I am I will dispute is I liked it better when he came to the ring with two belts. It just looked cooler. It looked cooler. I, I know it's know more weight for him to carry. I know the wise man, you know. Probably has some heart palpitations going on. He can't be carrying two belts of, you know, 30 pounds each. We need to get Paul onto a treadmill. We need Paul around for a good oh long time, gosh. and it's not looking positive right now. No. I mean, the man looks like he's he's sweating out full fat butter oh when he's gosh. around the ring, and he's not doing much. I feel for him having to wear a suit in 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 the arenas because you see him come on camera, and he's just pouring sweat. Well, what do you want? A pair of, you want him in a pair of sweats? I mean, I think the suit is good. Like, maybe it's kind of tucking things in. Yeah, I could um, be. be. So this was a, a fatal four-way match between Roman's, Roman Reigns, the champion, L.A. Knight, A.J. Styles, and Randy Orton. Uh-huh. Um, I got to admit, um, as soon as this match came out second, I was like, well, we know how this one's turning out uh, because there's no way you're... Even though I did, I did text you and I said, wouldn't it be incredible if they pulled the trigger on the L.A. Knight era now mm-hmm. there was no way it was going to happen second match of the of the event no way you're you're not going to do that so i was like oh second match roman retains mm. period the end um what'd you think of this one sir I besides thought it like was, the 20 minutes worth of intros i thought yeah I, I thought it was good for for what it needed to be you know what i mean like it it, it was a it it started out. I I loved how it started out with all three of them just beating the piss out of of, of Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? That like, was good. Where at first he's like he's watching all three of them because all like, three yeah. of them had beasts with him. Like he injured. You know he he had taken out Styles and Orton. Knight had had legitimately had him beat, if not for his his family members coming down and interfering. So I thought it was a nice touch for all three of them to take turns beating on him, and then it devolved because yes. you had Styles and Knight fighting each other, which, by the way, is a rumored WrestleMania 40 match, L.A. Knight versus AJ Styles. I think that's going to be phenomenal. No no pun intended there. Uh, let's hope they keep going with with AJ Styles heading down the heel path. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. I mean, Knight is, I, is the baby face. Knight is well, the no, baby but face I'm, here. I mean, I hope that they manage to build Styles into, like, a gigantic heel because yeah. right now they really have a shortage of heels mm-hmm. besides Roman Reigns yeah. and the bloodline. So I, they need somebody and they need someone who is, I kind of dig the way that they're portraying styles right now. Mm-hmm. Like he is, doesn't really care. Like, Oh okay, yeah. If, if I'm aligning with you, it's only because this is what I want to do. And I'll turn on you in a heartbeat because he, I just don't care. He did this character when he was in TNA impact he had gone to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he kind of developed this lone wolf sort of character. 
Mm. And I, I feel like that's what they're bringing back here is, is he's kind of, you know, his own man. Like you said, he, he will team up with you until it serves his purposes and then he'll turn around and stab you in the back, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I loved how the action took off. Um, uh, love the spot where, uh, they're outside of the ring and LA Knight is just like taking each guy and just banging his head into the announce table, talking a bunch of smack. I mean, you know, it's great. It's not even, and, and I know he gets a lot of flack for being kind of an Austin rock ripoff, but no, I, he has his own style. Like, like oh, this yeah. guy has been doing this stuff for years and he, he is not, I, I do, I do not feel that just because he is loud, boisterous and charismatic, he's ripping off Austin and rock. Otherwise everyone's ripping off Austin and rock. I'm well, sorry. Who are Austin and rock ripping off? Well, exactly. Exactly. They and were borrowing so, from, I mean, borrowing in the loosest yeah. term. I mean, you know, oh, no, yeah. it's it's and it's fine. Like he does it his own way, like you say. Absolutely. And he it's a totally it's a very different thing. The package is very and it's different, hysterical. You know? I mean, that's part of what yeah. his charm is, is that it's not just that he's talking smack, but he's doing it in an entertaining way where you're just you have to chuckle at him because oh, yeah. it's just so it it doesn't feel like it should be there, but it's there and it makes you laugh because it's there. You know what I mean? Well, if like, anything. Yeah, he's like he's like if the Rock had like shotgun three Red Bulls before he came down to the, to the ring. Like, not only is he a guy just looking for a fight, like he it looks like he's gonna just like chew the microphone yes. up because he's just he's ready to go. Yep. You know. Yep. Oh no, it was great. Actually, one thing I wanted to point out. Yeah. I love how they did have the extra long entrances for everybody because yep. it was equal time. But stopping in the middle of the of all the entrances for the Slim Jim commercial, I was like. What in the hell is going on? Like, is this the beginning of a stroke? Well, because I feel like this is a, a no, no, because L.A. Knight is tied to Slim Jim. I understand that. But I was like, we're stopping in the middle of the like, really? Are the people in the in stadium seeing this? commercial yeah. too? <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you. <laughs> I was like, All right. And Bianca Belair. I was like, OK, fair enough. Like, why not? Why not? makes perfect sense but anyways uh and then the other thing i I just wanted to make sure i get out of the way here because Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of people will probably say having watched our videos and and being avid watchers and i know that you know i know there's some sort of toady at uh at titan towers who's been watching our show because i've (laughs) I've seen some of our ideas come to fruition (laughs) so it's all right uh i just want to make sure that i i have been very critical of one mr again put a straw in it sir for god's sake a lot of little glasses just add up to it just get a pint glass um i have been very critical of roman reigns over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. um i would say with reason but regardless <laughs> i just want to say yes i want to say something nice and positive oh i think it was very nice of roman to show up for work this quarter <laughs> That really takes a lot of dedication for him yes. to 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 come out and defend his title in in the first quarter of 2024. Uh, that that was very big of him. I so I just want to thank him for that and, and give him some give him some uh, uh, some kudos for that. Well, while we're giving props to him, yes, I got to give props to his uh, fine back body drop to AJ Styles. Uh, probably a lot of that is attributed to Styles launching off of him the way that he did. But good God, did you see the air that he caught before he landed on the mat? Any move except for a spear. I was I was shocked. I was shocked. I know. I know. It's amazing. 
Um, what are your thoughts on LA Knight in this running, jumping suplex from the top? Is that not the greatest move in the world? Oh my gosh. I saw him do that and I'm like, I just please, dear God, don't let him fall on his ass. Yeah. Because this could be amazing. It was it was great. It was absolutely He lands great. it every freaking time. But I understand what you're saying because I think the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't, you know, slip on the rope or you know, you, it, it just feels like something that someone could screw yeah. up, and he just oh, totally. he nails it every time. And, and, and on a grand stage like that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the storytelling behind Styles ruining Knight's, you know, pinfall on Roman Reigns after hitting his finisher, and then vice versa. Like, AJ Styles, I mean, it, it was painfully slow getting there, but we got to the Styles clash. Part of that I blame on Roman because his stupid arms were... <laughs> not in the right place at the right time oh my god but but great storytelling there um i love the three rkos in in a row randy hitting him on all three guys uh was phenomenal it was was literally like an orange whip orange whip three Three orange orange whips whips. there it is ladies and gentlemen uh and then uh styles just beating down you know reigns was just was was again phenomenal so um it was it was great and then there was um what else did i have down for a note here um I, I've, I, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of disagree on this. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that when they did the pile, yeah, for the pinup, uh, for the pinup, <laughs> that's a totally different thing. Uh, a pile up for the pin, yes, that they actually did go the extra distance to make sure that, um, I forget who the first two guys were. That I think were it was pinned. Styles and and Knight. Okay, so they both had their shoulders. Mm-hmm. on the mat mm-hmm. like they were they were they were draped over each other in such a way that they made sure that both of their shoulders were on the mat so it's a simultaneous mm-hmm. predicament so they were like oh well that's it's not a pin mm-hmm. because they're both on the mat mm-hmm. and then even when they stacked up the third guy all three of they they managed to drape them in a way which is a detail that i think can get overlooked yeah and yep. to me that was one of those little things that really shows just how experienced all all four of those guys i mean well the three guys who are pinned up because i mean let's face it roman probably would have had you know would have had his hair touching the mat um (laughs) good god but you know i overall like i gave this match a four out of five Mm -hmm. i it was a it was a good match um i will say it was a good match for the three guys who were not the champion Mm mm-hmm that was the reason why it was a good match. And I usually do not like the three-way, four-way, you know, uh, fatal four-way, fatal three-way, whatever, you know, matches. Because, like I've said before, usually it involves, like, one guy powdering out of the ring for an immense amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then they just rotate that around so it ends up a one-on-one. Like, they did a very good job of this being all four guys kind of active most of the time. Yeah. And keeping the action moving. Um, so that it didn't become boring and you didn't forget about somebody mm-hmm. for a prolonged period of time. So I thought that was really well done. And that's what really kind of my rating went um, so high. Uh, I might have even been tempted to give it more. But I can't in good conscience go higher than that when your champion is the least interesting part of the match. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone's fighting over is the championship. Yep. Um, and it's like the what? I have been keeping track, but I think this is like the 79th BS finish for Roman, uh, and he only wrestles like four matches a year, so that's taken a while. Um, I'll just use this as my soapbox moment here. I, I think they need to get the belt off of Roman. I think this is one of those things that creatively it's taking a while to turn around, and 
I think they've painted themselves into a corner. It's taking a long-ass time for the paint to dry so they can figure out how to get it off them. I think they would love, in some ways, to continue the the Vince plan of, oh, he's going to break Hogan's record. Unfortunately, uh, even even the non-smart fans, even the non-smarks, understand it's not the same. Hulk was working a full schedule. Hmm. Roman is barely defending the title. Yep. And if you're if you have any other title and you get hurt, like like uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins at this point, he's like, uh, I could work in three months. That's when Roman's scheduled to wrestle next. How come I can't hang on to my title in all that time? And what's your argument against that exactly? Um, you need to get the title off of this guy, and then just make him go away, and yeah. then you can bring him back. Like I, I think you need to you need to have Cody beat him at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And just have Roman go away for for like eight months, just disappear. Yeah, and then he can come back, and then maybe you get a re- rematch at the next WrestleMania or something. And all in total, he'll be working the same amount of time in those three or four months that you have in the build up to that that he would that he has in basically the whole year, anyways. Just do that. Get it off him. It's it's so terrible to have like the biggest draw in your company be a part-time guy and everyone kind of forget like everyone pops for the entrance and then they're like oh yeah it's the same match got to get it you got to get this i i i agree with you that the formula for the match is getting old oh it got old i like three matches ago which i mean is like six i like months. though i don't know why but for some reason i like his vibe when he comes to the ring and, and, and just his vibe as the champion, like the fact that he is this guy who, who comes in only at certain times. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm digging it more than I, I, I mean, I, I guess I dug it somewhat with Brock Lesnar as well, but there's something special about a guy like that, you know, and it, it just, it, it gives him a certain aura. It gives him a certain sense of specialness. I know you don't agree cause you don't like him, but I, I like him a lot more if he actually wrestled. Like his move set has shrunk well, over the last two, three years. I've seen him. It just keeps getting. I mean, and I get it. Like the the bigger you are, the less you do. Mm-hmm. It was always with Austin, like a Fez press stunner done. Like fine, right? But at least Austin was around. Mm-hmm. Roman isn't even around to really carry any of these storylines. It's always his surrogates. And he's not actually winning the matches either. Yeah, but 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 I do think it's coming to an end because thank God last year, no, and 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 a lot, and again, this goes back to a lot of credit going to Sami Zayn. I I really believe Sami Zayn allowed this entire faction and storyline to exist for a year longer than it probably was going to, um, because of the fact yes. that. A year ago at this time, what we were talking about was the chair shot heard around the world, which is when mm-hmm. he finally turned his back on Roman after trying to work his way into the bloodline for so long, mm-hmm. seeing his friend get brutalized by this group that he's with and finally just saying enough is enough and whacking Roman in a way that no one ever thought he would. Mm-hmm. That, I think, probably is what allowed them to extend this past WrestleMania 39. I, I, I think without Sami Zayn, you have Cody going over Roman and starting, you know, finishing the story, but starting a new chapter of what now this means for Cody. 
Now I think we're headed toward, obviously, we're and, and, and I loved how they did it at the end of the match where it was a stare down, you know, kind of in a way between the two of them. Um, Roman knowing exactly whose, you know, shot Cody was going to call, um, you know, to, to, to have an, a second shot at him at WrestleMania. You know, the, the key is going to be how do they get the family out of it? Because as long as Solo, I, I mean, I'm sure Solo and, and Jimmy are going to play some part of it, but there, there's got to be something happening this year that's different, that's going to keep them out yes. of it, that's going to allow him to hit the trifecta of crossroads like he did at, at last year's WrestleMania. He's going to hit his move three times. He's going to put Roman down finally, and the crowd is going to go you know, completely ballistic because of it. Um, I'm calling it right now. Yes, sir. Hell in a Cell. You know what? We don't see Hell in a Cell in WrestleMania very much, do we? Have we ever? Um, You're the one who would know this. We do, <laughs> but not under great circumstances. And I say that because... The, oh, the, is that the boss man Al Snow one? No. Are you serious? That's the match that sticks out. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think we've had a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania mostly. Poor Pepper. Can we have it? Pour one out for Pepper. <laughs> don't Don't you dare. <laughs> Keyboard you right I'm going to have one fried keyboard if I did that. Uh, so what did you end up giving this one, sir? I can't remember. I gave it a 4-0. I, I gave it four stars. I thought it was a, um, you know, just, just a well-put-together match, great storytelling. Um, you know, I think the, the, the other three principals in this, Randy, AJ, L.A., did <laughs> that's funny um actually aj and la that's going to be a good match it's going to be the match of the acronyms but anyway rent and randy that's right um randy and rko la aj rko um no i thought it was a good match for what it was um to your point i don't think anyone really expected there to be an upset tonight uh or, or, or that night and so i think it it was what it was and and it served as a you know, in some ways, an exorcism of some demons from a couple of these characters based on how they were maligned and injured by Roman Reigns, but he ends up coming away and, and remaining champion. And so, um, but we, we know why, because he is going to live to fight another day for someone else to take him down, and that someone's going to be Cody Rhodes. WrestleMania 4. Right on. All right, I need to take a... a, a a break for our uh, our sponsors. In other words, I need to go use uh, the little boys' room here, so I'll be back. Our sponsors, uh, you know, wh- whatever fine toilet makers, is that what you're talking about? Do we cheat them in how? Our law firm? There we go. A few moments later. <sighs> I started watching the full segment of CM Punk confirming he'll miss WrestleMania. He does not look happy. Well, I mean, how can you be? Yeah, I know. I know. All right, check this out here. Yeah, let's see how this looks in the light. Would you refill? So that is yes. the pecan infused wild turkey one hundred and one. Nice, very nice. I had some of that the other day, but I would. I think it needs to be on ice. How is it pecan infused? Is there a pecan sitting in there? Did I miss that? No, I uh, I did it. So essentially, like toasted some pecans yeah. on a cookie sheet, mm-hmm. uh, like. Ooh, oh, yeah, the ice really brings out the pecan. Oh, shit, that's good. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be part of it when you're going to post it? <laughs> um, oh, the pecan is lovely. <laughs> so just toast them on a cookie sheet on some parchment paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe I think I did it in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then throw those uh, into a mason jar. I just had like a glass pitcher. And then like the recipe I found said like one tablespoon of vanilla extract or like one vanilla bean. I didn't have a vanilla bean. I thought one tablespoon of extract seemed excessive. Mm. So I did a little bit. I just like I did a quick little dash um, just to start out with and then just pour the wild turkey over it, kind of mix it around a little bit, cover it yeah, like airtight and then just let it sit five days. Hmm. I let mine sit seven just to make sure I had a because I tasted after five days. I'm like, I kind of want a bit more of the pecan. Um, And you can you can just actually leave the pecans in there and keep it like soaking. But it in, the pecan flavor infuses, and this is definitely like a deeper color. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely absorbs. It's a darker, darker color. Nice. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh wow! I'm so good. That pecan is like so strong right now. Nice. Oh, that is. Delightful. So you soak the pecans. You put the pecans in the bottle. Uh. Well, no. So um, I mean, you could if you if you had a bottle that was like half done or three quarters or three quarters full. You probably could force pecans in there, but I use like the whole pecans. Mm -hmm. So it would have been tough. Um, I just poured it into a glass pitcher over the pecans Ah, and then just sealed that. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, then after I'm done, you, you, uh, you pour it through a sieve just to make sure if there's any little bits and stuff, it doesn't wind up. And then I just poured it back into the, the one-on-one bottle. Nice. Oh, so good. Anyways, we should get back to this. We should. We're at uh, one hour and 47 minutes, sir. I know, I know, I know. Well, it's just the way it is. All right, so now back to our show here. Uh, let's see the next, um, next episode. Next match up is the WWE United States Championship on the line with Logan Paul, another part-time champ, defending against Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, sir... What were your thoughts on this one? Uh, <laughs> respect. Right. Well, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, He's I'm, trying, not the best I'm thinking about how to order my comments. For nothing. You're thinking about how to order my comments. So I, I'll start with Logan Paul. Okay. I texted you that he's showing that he belongs and, and he mm. truly does. Like, this is mm. not a case of them just throwing a championship on a celebrity and this person not being able to represent. Yeah, this is not a David Arquette situation. Logan Paul brings it, you know what I mean? Yes. And 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 you can tell he puts the work in and you can tell he is a student of of the game because he is you know, he's selling, he's doing moves, he's he's I mean, he he's doing What did he pull out? The octopus or something like that? Like he Yeah, he he pulled out the octopus, which is a rare submission hold that no uh, not a lot of people do. Yeah. And so he's I a, he's a such a gifted natural athlete. He so, is. He is a natural absolutely. heel. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. He's almost like he's almost Dominic Mysterio level. Yes. People see him and want to hate him. Yes. <laughs> like part of it I think is because the United States Championship is such a beautifully designed title that it's almost That's criminal gorgeous. it's in his possession. You know That's what I mean? It's just like belt. I want to boo you because that fine looking belt should be with someone more deserving than you. Yeah, it makes honestly, Ugh. I mean not to it's a paraphrase uh Anchorman the movie. It makes Roman's belt look like a hobo suit. It does. It is a gorgeous. I love that. Belt. I I love that belt design. I think that is one of the best belt designs I've ever seen. The only the only thing that has topped it 
or not topped it, but at least brought some respectability back to an upper upper echelon championship was the uh, the world championship that Rollins has. Yes, that is a very yes. nice belt, very classy belt. Yep. But yeah, before this, it was like, yeah, U.S. championship is the class act. Yeah, yeah. IC belt is nice, but it's it's actually a little meh. It's it's mm-hmm. leaning more towards the tag belts, which I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring back the Demolition Heart Foundation era tag belts. That's what I'm those tag about. belts were great. They, they were bulky, big. I mean, I I I, I love those belts. Anyways, yeah. so those are my comments on Logan Paul. He brings it. He's a great heel. He mm-hmm. plays his role well. Yes. What I think really made this match with was was Owens. I, I think oh, Owens yeah. brought this intensity to the match. Um, clearly, just and and I liked how they booked it because it would feel disingenuous if Paul dominated Owens or or mm-hmm. beat him in some sort of smarmy way. Instead, what you had was a you know, a proper DQ finish where it saved Owens from taking the L. Um, it it provided, uh, you know, Logan kind of that escape to keep the title. Um, but Owens just beat the hell out of him. Mm. I mean, and, and that's what it needed to be. It, it needed to be Owens looking like Owens and it being some stupid reason why he lost, which was he threw the brass knucks on, he knocked him out, he got caught with them by the ref, and you know the match was what the match was. So Which I, I gotta, I gotta take one bone to pick with you because you have that as one of your downs for this match is a dumb ending. But I get it. Which, fair enough. I'm not going to argue. Like there is a bit of dumbness in it. Yeah. But, but it's a dumbness that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. This was actually a fairly interesting twist. Yeah. On how you would kind of normally do this. In a way, it was almost like it, it felt. It felt like a little bit of a, not a direct, but almost like a second cousin like, mm-hmm. uh, of a, an Eddie Guerrero finish. Yeah. Back in the day when it was lie, cheat, and steal, mm-hmm. and the ref was just waking up, so he'd throw the chair in front of the other guy and fall. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was like, okay, kind of like that, but Logan wasn't smart enough to do it on his own. Yeah. But I was like, okay, that's interesting enough that I don't hate it. Like yeah, it's dumb. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. But I was like, it's a dumb that I don't see all the time. So therefore, eh, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Where is this going to go? You know. Yeah. I I totally. I am on board with Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose part time champions, please give me more Logan Paul, and send Roman off to walk <laughs> the earth like like Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> Logan Paul is. Is like you say, he belongs. Mm-hmm. He does, and and for a long time, I've fought that. Mm-hmm. Even though he he was incredibly athletic and he was a natural heel and all that, I'm like, ah, oh, this freaking guy and all that. It, it, he won me over. Yeah. In terms of like, just like, yep, you do belong here. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not only here, like every couple of weeks, like when you're there, damn it, you bring it. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. Like, it's 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 this visceral hate that people have for him. Like it is, it is like Dominic Mysterio level heat where people are like, not only do I want him to lose, I I want me and my buddies to find him out in the parking lot, <laughs> you know, that right. level of heat, which is yep. old school yep. to have that level. Like almost like you have to leave the, you have to leave the arena before the final bell. So you make sure you don't get into a genuine fight. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh! No, I mean, I, 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 I think it was good for what it was. Um, 
be, you know, because anything with, with Logan, you know, going over Owens in any significant way would just feel, I don't know, just disingenuous. Like I said, it, yeah. it, it doesn't feel true to the character. I mean, Kevin Owens is, is the prize fighter. He is mm-hmm. a tough as nails fighter based wrestler. And, you know, Logan Paul, as good as he is, just you don't see him hanging with him. And so this match was a great representation of that. Logan got in some offense. He, he, you know, he held his own for a small period of the match, but a lot of it was Owens beating the crap out of him. And even after it finished, he put him through the announce table. He, mm-hmm. he did maximum damage to him and, and walked away. And that's exactly what it needed to be. And so you know I, I, I liked how it was booked. It was booked appropriately. I, I would have loved to, to have seen him walk away with that gorgeous championship. But I think it is, uh, you know, to stay with Logan Paul until someone else comes along that, uh, you know, will, it'll be interesting to see at WrestleMania. He'll be at WrestleMania. Interested to see who he's going to fight um, and who could potentially take it from him. I think it's very – two things. I think it's very interesting, number one, that – as as smart of a fan as you are, yes. As smart to the business as you are, yes. And as knowledgeable about the business as you are, yes. Um, that you can say, like, I really wanted Kevin Owens to win. Like there, it it, it goes. It it takes mm-hmm. even someone, and those are the moments when you're really you're just so into it. You're like, even though I know this is kind of the way it makes yep. sense for business. Yeah. God, I just wanted to see him get his ass kicked. God, I just wanted to see like him because like Dominic. Logan Paul, as athletic and as as prepared as he comes to the to to these matches, you want to see him get his face kicked yes. in. Yep, he's just and and unfortunately, there's just some people who have that propensity to draw it out of of me and others who are like, I want to see you get beat. <laughs> well, it's not unfortunate because it, it because it it really leverages his character. Yeah. I think that is yeah. that speaks to just how good he is. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention. Um, and I believe this is how it happened. I didn't note it, note it down, but I'm trying to recall if I'm remembering right. So KO gets the beat down, so he gets his yep. heat back. He 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 manages to beat Logan Paul down. And again, I think it was you put it right. Like he put Logan Paul to the test, mm-hmm. and it showed. Like it really. I called a decimation at the end. I mean, it it, it yeah. was a dec- It was decimation of Logan Paul at the end of that match. It was well, phenomenal. Yeah, but- but just the way that Kevin Owens took him to this other place. Yeah, it was almost an yeah. Apollo Creed, uh, Rocky Balboa sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I didn't even know that that's where I'd have to go to win. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, I love the unwrapping of the hand, by the way. Like, like, I, like yeah. I love that. It's a nice little detail. Yes. yes. And for a part-time guy. And then another yes. detail that I, that I was going to get to was at the very end, if I'm remembering correctly, you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but after Owens decimated mm-hmm. Logan Paul, there's the championship, and Kevin Owens doesn't even doesn't even pick it up, doesn't touch it, mm-hmm. or he left it, or one one thing or the other, but he basically was like, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. Almost like the, how like Stanley, like hockey players won't touch the Stanley Cup until they win it. Yep. Like, I like that. Those little details, and that's kind of what makes Owens a great character. Yeah. Is, is Maybe it's Owens and Paul and at WrestleMania again. I don't know. I mean, it was I, a great match. I'm okay with that. I mean, even if it isn't, I mean, if I hope there's another rematch because I'd love to see these two scrap again. Yeah. Great match. 
Um, I gave it a 3.5. I, I had it as a three, uh, just a flat three. I talked you up to it, didn't I? You did, totally. <laughs> as, as, as we're talking about it, I'm like, damn, this was a good match. It was a good match. Yeah. Not not good enough to be in the 4-0 space, but it was no. it was good enough to be above average. It was better than the women's rumble. It was it was entertaining. Yes, it and, was very entertaining. Yeah, it, it was it was everything it needed to be, and and I think a three five uh, represents it well. So yes, well that brings us to the final match of the evening. Four matches. That is the men's Royal Rumble, and uh, my bad. <laughs> Our truth showed up to the right match this time, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Well, he had two chances. Well, actually, no, he could have shown up at the other two. Yeah, he could have. That would have been great be- if they did that gimmick throughout the event. Have our truth run down and be like, "What the heck is he doing?" And just have yeah. it be like his gimmick. I thought that would be funny. Yeah, I've I've already got My some bad. bones to pick with some of the comedic segments, uh, oh, comedic boy. aspects of the uh, of the show, uh, which will rear their head in this one mm-hmm. um so starting off uh we didn't really we kind of got into this uh but basically starting off was very interesting we had mm-hmm. jay uso come down yep main event jay uso and at number two is jimmy uso jimmy which was not little jimmy but jimmy no uh, it was a great start for this lots of crazy eyes oh my gosh yeah if you had somewhere uh, a bet down on the the over under for crazy eyes i hope you took the over yeah um Wow, but it, but an electric atmosphere uh, to start off the rumble, and I thought that was a really strong way to start the match. Yep. Um, and then we go on from there. We had returning Andrade. I mean, yep. the, the one that one of the things that stuck out to me, and one of the times I was okay with a comedic element. Uh, Corey Graves commenting on Dominic's boots, uh, how he <laughs> dyed them in his own toilet with Pruno, <laughs> and Michael Cole could not form a coherent sentence for a good yes. 40 seconds. Yes. That and is I was like, okay, that's good. Um, that I good. will say, uh, referring to uh, the Indianapolis-sized uh, elephant in the room, uh, Pat McAfee was the surprise third wheel in the commentary Ooh. table. I would have been okay if they brought him out for like the first rumble match and mm-hmm. then he just kind of left. Um, I feel like, and much has been made about uh, Vince's departure from Gorilla and not being constantly in the ear of the commentators mm. screaming at them for things to say verbatim. Uh, that that is, I've actually come to appreciate Cole over the last year and, and I did not like I've not liked Michael Cole on commentary forever. I've just become to be uh, tolerate him now. The rumble was tough because there was way too much of McAfee trying to do shtick mm-hmm. and it kind of started getting out of control and really about midway through the men's rumble match, it was so out of control. I was like, okay, instead of getting everyone over, you guys feel like you're almost going into business for yourself mm-hmm. and trying to be like Madden and Summerall but a really bad impersonation of it. Mm -hmm. It was just too much. It was too much. McAfee, yeah, he brings something and he adds a little something, but what do you, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Like it's too far out of control. It was too, it was too much of like the, you know, like substitute teacher level humor going on. Um, That kind of took me out of the match and, and uh, it, it really, 
it was not a, a highlight for me, shall hmm. we say. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but again, uh, enough of my, you know, whinging on. Uh, what what did you think of this match, sir? Uh, um, I'm guessing you thought highly. You know, as, as I texted you, I, I felt it was a smoother match action-wise. Um, I, I felt, you know... From from the very beginning, it, it just it, it didn't seem to miss a beat. It didn't have a awkward rhythm to it. It was, mm. uh, you know, the action was, you know just seemed more in sync than 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 the ladies' match. Um, I like the return of Andrada. Um, he was uh, not too far along after you know being at AEW. Um, I think he wrapped up there, and uh, and I really actually forgot. I forgot about that, you know, to be honest. They didn't have a no-compete clause over there, do they? Um, <laughs> they might, might want to think about incorporating one of them in. I don't know. I mean, his his contract came to a close, and I think that was, yeah, I, I guess they didn't really have a no-compete, or maybe they had one. It was only 30 days or something like that. So. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of the Uso starting off. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Braun Breaker, uh, which we later learned, you know, was kind of filling in for uh, Brock Lesnar for unfortunate reasons, uh, and which we won't get into. Doing one hell of a job. I mean, he did. He did. He did his best Brock impersonation, and damn, he did. I, I couldn't believe, and it, I believe it when they were talking about how quickly he was timed coming off the ropes. Yes. Like they were dealing with it in miles per hour and watching it. I was like, if yeah. I wasn't watching this live, I would swear you sped the tape up. Yeah. Human beings don't move that fast. The only thing I'm concerned about with Braun Breaker is when he starts breaking out the uh, Steiner math. That's that's what I'm 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 waiting for is is for him to do the uh, you know sixty six and two thirds percent chance you know win thing in in a triple threat as, match or something. As long as he like doesn't that. start barking, I'm okay. Well. Believe me, if you've ever heard him cut a promo, he sounds a lot like his Uncle Scott. So, so yeah, okay. So it is Rick's kid, right? It is Rick's kid, yes. Okay. Yes. I think it's very interesting that we, we, we have Natalia as Jim Neidhart's daughter yes. and Braun Brecker as like like the, the lesser known of the tag team pairings. I honestly Their don't understand up, the right? idea of, of you know pulling him out of the Steiner name. It's just like... Like, why don't you embrace that? You know, it, it just know. seems weird to me. But um, although you know, you know who I was missing in this Rumble match, who, who, who oddly enough had a name change over the last week or so, mm-hmm. uh, Pete Dunn. Yes, yeah. Who? Oh my gosh! Did people go absolutely ape over that guy returning to his name? Nice uh, self-editing there. I like that. Well, I try to do what I can. I, <laughs> I don't want to have to save. T- I'm trying to save time on future Todd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was great. Although somebody needs please to please allow to, myself to edit myself. <laughs> someone needs to talk to uh, his 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 buddy there. What is it, Tyler Bates? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got got to have him change his ring attire. He's wrestling in in fracking BVDs. Like it, it's not <laughs> a good look. it is not a good look. You already look like you're twelve. Now oh, you God. look like you're out there in your fruit of the looms in oh, your. Dear. In your you know, like your parents have left for the evening and you're you're running around, you know, friggin' wrapped up on Mountain Dew, having a wrestling match in your living room with your buddy. Oh, gosh. Oh, but yeah. I, I was surprised they didn't see him. Like, yeah. people popped for him huge. Yep. When, you know, like, oh, he's not Butch anymore. Thank God that was stupid. Yep. Um, yep. But again, speaking to the depth of the roster that there were no legends. Nope. Nope. In either match. No. 
And uh-huh. only one kind of visitor in Jordan uh, Grace. Yeah. So, I mean, yay. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't try to do a repeat of... I, I felt really bad for Booker T last year. He He came in in the Rumble, and if you remember, that was just... That was unfortunate because he... I think he tried to spin a Rooney. That didn't look good. He was trying to do his normal moves. That those it was just a Rooney. It, there was no oh spin. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he he just looked out of. I mean, not out of shape, but just out of phase well, out with of with ring shape. You know what I mean? It, because he's not doing it normally. You no, know? no. I mean, it, there's there's being in shape, and then there's being in shape yeah. for a, an athletic competition. Yeah. Like right now, I'm actually probably in somewhat the best shape I've ever been in my life. You're saying you're in ring shape, sir. I am far from ring shape. <laughs> I am in shape that I like feel good uh, moving around. Nice. Like I'm not in any kind of shape to play a sport. Yeah. None. Yeah. Like that's a whole other level. And it's, uh, yeah, that I remember that now. That was unfortunate. And it was really nice to, to see them not yeah. doing that yeah. this year. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, no, I, I love Cody coming in in the middle. Um, mm, yeah. And, and honestly, not a lot of attention put on Cody at all throughout the match. You know, mm-hmm. when, when he came in, he was there, but he wasn't like a, you know, called upon, you know, name that, that you heard a lot from, from the commentators. They were mostly focused on those who were coming in and the action going yep. on in the ring, which is the way it should be. And then it got down to, you know, the final four, which I think was Cody Punk, McIntyre and who was the fourth one? I'm uh, it actually was the final four were Punk, McIntyre, Rhodes, and Gunter. Gunter, that's right. And then I think Punk eliminated McIntyre really quickly, so it was a final three. Yes, which I think was meant to set up either a match at WrestleMania or a match at Elimination Chamber. Mm. Um, I, I think the plan all along was for Punk to challenge Seth Rollins for the world title. That's not happening now. So although they've kind of already set a. They've planted a couple seeds for Gunter. They so. have. They have. To their credit. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know if that was the plan, but it, it to, to their credit, they have an out now that yeah. Punk is, you know, uh, laid up for, uh, yeah. you know, a few events. Six months, yeah. I think. June or... I think they said June. June. Yeah, June yeah. time frame. June time. But I mean, that's kind of what they... And, and I like how they're doing that. Like, you don't necessarily... It's, it's one way to kind of make sure you don't know which way they're going to jump. But it's also good because injuries happen, man. Yeah. And, and honestly... WWE, I think even AEW is a lot more sensitive to guys having injuries and and not trying to just go, well, suck it up. It's the business. Now right. it's like, okay, right. try and take care of yourself. We'd, we'd like you to be around past the age of 40. Yeah. You know, which is nice. It is. Um, it is. But actually, you know something we missed in the in the first Rumble? Uh, the return of Liv Morgan. I just oh, realized. yes, sir. Which was good. I mean, and... Oh, and uh, one other thing, just again to go back, because I just remembered, because I remembered making the comparison of Liv Morgan and Ivy Nile, uh, Roxanne Perez. 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 Did you notice that when she ran the ropes, a couple of times she did the drop down to the second rope, like a like at a oh, like Ray Mysterio, Mysterio does. Yeah, no, I didn't notice that. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're not like, yep. you're you're almost gonna be banging your head off of the top rope, so why right. not? Right. You know, it's like, that's kind of cool. Yep. Um, but anyways, very cool. going back to what you were saying, sir. Uh, for my ups, uh, I think I hit most of them. My downs were uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, I, I thought that was a stu- just stupid waste yeah. of, of space. Um, Although we did comment, like, was this the Lesnar spot? Yeah, well, I, I did. I thought that was the Lesnar spot because 
you know, it seemed like an easy way to fill that. Uh, almost. Is it almost or almost? I don't care. He was almost and almost. He was almost almost. <laughs> uh, great. He came back. Really didn't yeah. I, uh, like. I like. I don't know what they're doing with him at this point. I mean, he he goes off TV for like months, and then they bring him back for the Rumble, and I'm like he's taking up space for someone. I would have rather seen Luke Gallows or Carl Anderson who used to be affiliated with AJ Styles as the club. I would have rather seen one of them show up than almost. Well, they were, weren't they on, they weren't at the rumble. Wasn't SmackDown. They showed up or something. Yeah. They're they're, yeah. AJ Styles and them were all on SmackDown. Yeah. And it was, it was like kind of like a, they haven't been around for a while. No. Which so is which is criminal because they're a great tag team. And it's just like and Carl Anderson, I mean, in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, I mean, this guy won like singles championships there. It's like I don't understand why they can't find like a role for these guys. But it's, it's like another plug piece. them in rather than freaking McAfee and Omos. I mean, for crying yeah. out loud. And this is the other thing is uh, another after we get rid of Roman, we need to split the tag belts again. Yeah can't be undisputed tag belts anymore yeah you can't it's it, if you're going to have two sets of belts end it with a judgment day which i think is fi- i think it's fine you you're starting to build enough tag teams mm-hmm. i think you can make that work i with liked two, it with the usos i liked it with uh sammy and owens but let's let's dispense with it now 100 mm-hmm. percent. the other yeah. down that i had for this match ah uh, yes which uncle todd is waiting for me to ex- ex- expository on is is Tony Khan's ego for crying out loud. What? I mean, Cody Rhodes, CM Puck, Andrada, El Idolo. I mean, like how many guys from his organization need to show up on this event for crying out loud? How heavily do you think, how drunk do you think Tony was at the end of this? Oh, freaking, he would, he put two of these away probably. I'm, I'm Good thinking he Lord. was hanging onto his carpet to keep from falling off the surface of the planet. And, and what was he saying? He what Anakin Skywalker said. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. Yeah. Uh, I was texting old, uh, uh, Uncle Todd heavily uh, Saturday night, just saying, "What do you think uh, Tony Khan is thinking right now?" <laughs> because between Jade Cargill, you know, uh, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Andrade del del uh, El Idolo. Um, I'm sure there's probably a couple other names I'm missing that have have converted over. It's just like, my God. I mean, it's just like great, great talent. Only ones. I mean, great talent. Even if it's just Cody and CM Punk, even if it was just them. Yeah. You have, they're the the two that ended the rumble for crying out loud. You have the biggest merch seller for WWE over the past year. Yep. And probably if he had come back a little bit sooner, mm-hmm. probably the second or third. Mm-hmm. As it is, he's he might be in the top five, even though he's only been back for like a couple months. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and and you know, yeah. Um, I I I again, I I thought this match was great. It was great to see Sami Zayn come back. Oh, I did. Phenomenal. I didn't need the man bun. Phenomenal. Um, that that was that was not necessary. Um. <laughs> I, I love how I love how our uh, truth basically rolled JD in solely for to get him eliminated. Yes, and and then he thinks it's a tag match, and he's standing out there waiting for Dom to tag him in. That was the best part. He's standing there legitimately holding like the the, the rope, tag just like rope. waiting for for the tag. Like, can they find any other ways to make this guy more entertaining in WWE programming? I mean, he is hysterical. 
But on the other hand, like uh, I do, I do agree with some of what I think Corny has said it. I think it, I think it's Corny. I don't think it's Bischoff because I've been watching a lot of eighty three weeks and then a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Corny's segments where they talk about how you know it's weird that Judgment Day is supposed to be this badass heel mm. faction and yet our truth is is bringing this comedy in. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to see uh, if they're gonna if they actually are gonna have a blow off. It would be nice to see our truth kind of tap in to a bit of the badass that he can be. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice if it was almost if it if it almost they could almost if they could almost pull like a like a cactus jack mm-hmm. mankind to cactus jack transformation and there's a switch flipped and he's going up against Damian Priest and just loses it mm-hmm. that would be great yeah because um, damn I mean Ron is still a hell of an in in ring performer. I mean, he's comedic gold. No, and and granted, I mean, he's probably even thinking like, I don't need to do that. Look at how much money I'm making just to make people laugh. Yeah. This is easy money, and I'm not a young man anymore. Right. But it would kind of be cool to see him just like. Ron's in his 50s for crying out loud. I know. Oh, my gosh. He's like, and you would never guess. (laughs) But anyways, um, what else? Uh, I thought. One of the best, uh, like the, the 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 single best moments of the Rumble, Gunter no-selling Dom's chop. <laughs> Just like, really? Yeah. yeah. You, you thought that might hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that was fan-freaking-tastic. Again, like Dom is one of those characters that I'm like, I, I love to hate him, and I understand, even though like I understand the business a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still absolutely hate him on a visceral, like almost genetic level. Mm-hmm. But damn, he's just so good. Um, How about Gunther thing? dressing down Ludwig as he's walking to the yes. ring? <laughs> and that then, was, and then not only that, but when Ludwig comes in, Ludwig Kaiser, mm-hmm. the way he's ducking and getting around all the fighting that's going on yes. in the aisleway was hysterical. I mean, oh yeah, just that little mincing sort of like yes, but but both that and then and then when Gunther comes down and he's just like yelling at him for for getting eliminated was hysterical. The only thing that would have been better is if Gunther had gone in and started beating on someone and had them like yeah. in a headlock, and Kaiser is still there at ringside and he's still berating him as yes. he's beating up someone else. Yes, that would have been the only way to, but it might have been a bit much. Yeah, um, I agree. Also, I, what did you think about? Um, Cody eliminating Shinsuke with that crossroads through the ropes. Oh, I, you know, and I honestly missed that. I, oh my gosh, that looked freaking, yeah, freaking devastating. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, and then and then of course, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, where we're at now, it, it's less meaningful. But CM Punk, like basically like holding Cody's head. I didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid. Right. Yep. Oh yep. Gosh. That line was incredible. That oh, line was so incredible. Good. And and such a great, and from a production standpoint to catch it from the right angle yep. to make sure you had the, the mic in there. And then Cody sure that, firing back. Yes. Oh no, but I'm just talking like the fact that they caught that line yes. as clearly as they did. Yes. The commentators weren't talking over it. Like it was a masterful production mm-hmm. moment. And 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 felt organic. Yep. Even though I'm sure at some point and on some level it was like, okay, and he's gonna say this thing, y'all keep your mouth shut. Yep. 
we're actually we're just going to mute you. You can be talking, and we're going to cut you off in mid word. So whatever. Yeah. Um, no, that was that was all great. I'm so bummed about Punk being out, but I mean, I am at the, too. At the same time, hundred percent. You know, you can work around that, and and he did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. I mean, that, that. the, the I end mean, of the Rumble in, was was as entertaining as the Rumble itself. I mean, just Cody oh. and Punk going at it. Was yeah. was a phenomenal match, and and well, I and, think and, is money down the line when when Cody's champion. And look at like last year. Yeah. Same thing with with Cody and Gunter. Like you got you got it was two matches. You got the Rumble match, and then you got a one on one match. I still contend Gunther is going to be the foil to Cody. He he is I've, going he's going to be the one that is going to derail Cody and take the title from him, but is also going to be then the mountain that Cody has to re reclimb to, to get back to greatness again. Um, maybe eventually, because I think he, he will have built up so much aura based on his intercontinental title run. And then eventually at some point, someone's going to take the title from, from Gunther and then Gunther is going to win the world title and they're going to do the same thing with him there. He's going to go on a really long reign and it's going to be, I, I just think it'll be a great thing for Cody to be the one to mm. topple him finally. You know, like he he toppled Roman, he can topple Gunther. So, well, again, I'm not against it. I just look at it as I uh, the 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 way that things are going now. Yeah, I would definitely see Gunther going after Rollins, especially with mm-hmm. Rollins' title being looked at as the the workhorse, the working champion's title. Right, it fits right in with Gunther. Yes, um, yes. And I could see that happening. And then eventually maybe, you know, him and Cody crossing paths. Um, I don't know. I think Gunther needs a lot more buildup mm-hmm. before he's ready for that. I think him really? taking on Seth Rollins. Yes. He's yeah. had a no, lot because- of buildup though, man. He has, but at the same time, why are you rushing it? Mm. This guy potentially could be the next Roman Reigns in terms of that person who just has that aura of Ain't no way someone's going to beat him. And he's a worker. That's the other thing. Like, he can actually elevate the matches. He can elevate an opponent instead of the other way around. That's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. A little snug. Um, anyways, any thoughts overall on the, on the uh, what is it, PLE? I can't, I can never keep the freaking. The play. The play. Premium live event. It's like, it's like, a, what's her face? Uh, such and such. Dupree. <laughs> oh, good God. And you know what? The funny thing is, wait, like, wait, wait. I so, sent you the. Uh, go ahead. So, 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 what did you give this match? Oh, I'm sorry. I gave it a f- uh, four stars. Okay, I gave it four and a half. I almost gave it five, but then I was like, eh, yeah, maybe no, it wasn't perfect. It, that's a reach. No, I, I it is not a reach. Is... Cody versus uh, Punk at the end was really good, and the match overall was really good. Uh, like, like yeah. there wasn't a dead spot in that match, and the action was solid and smooth. Okay, I mean, aside from the fact that you're describing this like a an adult movie review, I mean, fine, but you know, <laughs> I was hoping to catch you with a with the Pellegrino. Um, no, I I agree. I think I think five would have really been pushing it. As it is, I think four point five is is generous, mm-hmm. but it's merited. Okay, um, right. five I think would have been over. It, it's you're trying too hard to get a job at Titan Towers. Like you're you're really thinking. I'm like, not trying to get a job at Titan Towers. I'm just trying to trips. say it was a good match. Call me. Well call booked. Me trips. Well booked. Better yet, you know, Road Dog. Call me. 
<laughs> call me and then call Trish. Triple H, call me. Yeah. Um, no, I think four. I think four stars is. I mean, and the other thing is, like for me, as I've said, I've I've always the last. Actually, I think all the Royal Rumble reviews we've done, I have reviewed. I have definitely rated the women's Rumble higher. Yeah. So this is the first for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Baby steps for me. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was a. I think it was a really. It was solid. It mm-hmm. it it felt long, and it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But at the same time, like maximum fracking value, dude. Mm-hmm. Like just really well done. Um, even, even though the fact that there's no championship changes and all that, like I really didn't f- walk away feeling short changed by that. Whereas some, some, uh, some of these events I'm like, and we're back at the status quo. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. always, it, you got to have some championship change sometime, even though nothing changed hands for that night. I felt good about it. Yeah. Yep. No, hundred percent. It was it was a solid event top to bottom. I think I think it was a uh, you know just just a, a fun event, a great event. Uh, we, you know, Royal Rumble is is known a lot for surprises, and we you know we we got some surprises, we got some great action, we got some mm-hmm. some very good results at the end, and uh, you know I'm excited to see where they go with it from here. I think uh, Bailey is. Uh, you know, a, a twist from what we were expecting with Becky. Mm. Um, I think Cody is, is expected and we want to see that story come to a, you know, come to its conclusion and for him to start a, a new chapter as champion. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I think this event overall was, was well put together, well booked. And, uh, and like you said, from a timing perspective, I mean, you couldn't have fit another match in, honestly. I mean, the, no. the, 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 the rumbles took up so much time that it made sense just to do, you know, two extra matches just to, you know, kind of fill in between and kind of give the crowd some, some breath and space between the two. So mm-hmm. I think it was well done. And, and to, uh, to go back to the first match of the night and to quote, uh, our, our first match winner. Hey Cole, watch me win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Smack Talking Cole is always entertaining. Always entertaining. longest running rivalry in WWE uh, right now, I think. That's right. That's it was right. great. I because as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. She always calls out Cole. That's even right. when he's not on commentary. That's what I really enjoy. Like I I think she's done that on uh is he no, he's not SmackDown. He's he's wrong. Uh, according right? to cagesideseats.com, uh tonight it was Pat McAfee and Michael Cole as the new commentary team for Raw. So I don't know if uh, Michael Cole is doing also SmackDown with Corey Graves and doing double double duty. I don't know. Wait a minute. So it wasn't it Wade Barrett and It was. And who else? What was the guy? Uh, let me check the article here. Um, Dude, no. If you're gonna have McAfee, fine. I understand. So give me someone. Last else. week you know they fired. Great. They they fired the Friday night SmackDown commentator. Uh, what was his name? Kevin something or other. They fired him like the last Friday. Uh, last Wednesday. Did he get named Thursday. in Vince's suit? No, he did not. Okay, well. Uh, oh, Kevin Patrick was the, was fired by WWE just numbers of days ago. It was clear a commentary shakeup was coming to Friday Night SmackDown. Where he's lead commentator Michael Cole filled in for him last week. 
but said it was for one night only. Then a surprise uh, during tonight's Monday Night Raw, Pat McAfee's music hit. He sat down at the commentary desk. Cole then announced the two of them would indeed have one more run together, as he always said they would, and there was no announcement of Wade Barrett's status. So I, I don't know what's going on with Wade Barrett. So You know what I think we need to get? What's that? We need CM Punk on commentary. You know... He is the best on uh, the mic, in the ring, and on commentary. So, I mean, dude knows. And and actually, you know what would he, even be better? Once Roman Reigns rides off into the sunset. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, on commentary tonight, Paul E. Dangerously. And and as I as like of I like as it. of not that long ago, Jim Ross. He's with still AEW uns- still. Still unsigned by AEW for his contract extension. His contract runs out not too far into the future. Yeah, okay. I mean, granted, that might have changed in the last month, and I don't know. Yeah. We should but anyways, it was a great show, it uh, and, and it was a pleasure to watch, as opposed to some of these events where it's, quite honestly, a slog. It's sure. Um, yeah. It's it well in some cases it's penance. Like what have I done in past lives, and what do I need to atone for? Someone give me some rosary beads, indeed, and plenty of wine. Indeed. Um, sir, what do you have have for another and another thing? And oh, by the way, uh, so I thank you for all the folks uh, who have watched our first video episode on YouTube. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, and for those of you who might not understand some of the weird ass segments that we do here, and another thing is just kind of a cool thing that we do. Um, kind of something that we'd recommend oh my gosh we a little curly going on that's right you that's right niagara falls slowly i turn anyways um and another thing is a segment we do towards the end of the show here just to kind of recommend something cool that we have experienced or thought of or just bought or that we just think that folks need to know about in the last week or so so what do you have for and another thing this week sir my and another thing is the bourbon i've been drinking tonight carl t Hubert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bill I am kidding. Moody. Bill Moody. No, no. Um, my end, another thing, is a film I uh, watched with uh, my family over the course of our Christmas break, our holiday break. Uh, the Iron Claw, which is very appropriate uh, for the uh, subject matter this evening. It is the story of the Von Erich family, uh, who is a uh, wrestling family from the late 70s uh, into the 1980s. Uh, very popular. Uh, they were on uh, ESPN, actually, um, as part oh, yeah. of uh, w, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling, WCCW. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it was just a very well-done movie. It was starring um, – uh, we'll have a link to it in the uh, – With the exception of casting for one character, which will uh, – the man they will call Tim will get into. Okay. I don't know what Uncle Todd's alluding to, but nonetheless, I thought uh, you hated the guy who played Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ric Flair was was awful. I I, I don't know who that was, but but the ones playing the uh, the Von Erichs here: Zach Efron playing Kevin Von Erich, Jeremy Allen White playing Kerry Von Erich, Harris Dixon playing, I believe, David Von Erich, uh, Mar- Maura Tier- Tierney as the uh, mother Von Erich, I guess. Uh, Holt McCainley as father Von Erich. Stanley Simon. Good old Mama Van, Von Erich. As know. the fourth Von Erich, who I don't know. And Lily James, who plays Kevin Von Erich's uh, girlfriend slash wife. Um, if you are familiar with the Von Erich story, it is it is a great watch. If you are not familiar with the Von Erich story, it is still a great watch. It is uh, it is a very tragic story um, yeah. of, of a family who... 
you know, for for a long time was thought to have a, a curse on it in some ways. Um, but uh, this this movie does a, a really, really great job of telling that story and, and telling it from the perspective of the oldest brother, uh, Kevin, uh, and, and what what the family went through. Um, you know, pr- probably what, what I thought was a, a, a great, uh, you know, thing to show and kind of explain was, and a lot of people didn't know this, was Kerry Von Erich, who in the WWE was the Texas Tornado. He, he mm. uh, beat Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, for the uh, Intercontinental Championship for a period of time. Um, but when he did that, he was wrestling on a prosthetic foot. He, he had lost his foot in a motorcycle accident and, uh, and amazingly had learned how to continue to wrestle with a prosthetic foot um, to the point of, I, I had read some articles. Like, and this is like 1980s level prosthetic technology. This right? is, yeah, like late 80s. And yeah. and what I, I, you know, I read articles and I seem to remember hearing this too, that um, e- even in the locker room, he would shower with his boots on because he did not want anyone to know mm-hmm. that he was, uh, that, that he had lost his foot. It's like and kayfabe squared. Basically. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, just, just a, a great and, and, and did a great job of balancing the wrestling with, with just the, the story that needed to be told. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the wrestling never dominated the story. Um, you, you, the Von Erichs had a huge feud with, um, not the Midnight Express. What the heck was Michael P. Hayes, uh, group called? Uh, Freebirds. The Freebirds. Um, fabulous Freebirds. Massive, massive feud with the Freebirds. Um, which was part of the movie, but it, it didn't dominate it. You know, it was part of it. And, uh, there, there was a point, um, and, and, and they, they, they did a nice job of it because there was a point in the movie where, uh, Kevin Von, Von Eric played by Zach Efron is struggling with, um, you know, what, what he should be doing as, you know, husband and his father and uh, is that sort of thing as he's struggling with this, what he's seeing going on around him with his family. And, uh, and, and they actually did a nice job of, of leveraging the, the kind of Ric Flair, Kevin Von Erich match to kind of have him turn a corner in terms of his thought process around a lot of that stuff. And, and until you see the movie, you won't really kind of follow what I'm saying with this, but do, do check Mm -hmm. it out. Um, you know, it is, it, it, it does a very, very great job of telling this, this story about family, um, and, and about the importance of family and the closeness of family. And I thought the ending of it too was just really well done. Um, you know, as, as much as is, it's a sad story of this family and the suffering they go through there, there is, you know, at, much like George Lucas likes to leave his movies, there's hope at the end of it. So, uh, so, so do check it out. The iron claw, very well done, very respectful to the wrestling industry and, uh, and, and, and does a, a great job of, of mixing, you know, that with the reality of, of the story and the situation. So do check it out while it's in the theaters. If not, I'm sure it'll be on a streaming service very, very soon. Now, quick question. Yes, and, uh, as the wrestling historian yes. of the two of us, who was, for whom was the Iron Claw the finisher? Because I believe that Carrie Von Erich when he was in WWF, WWE, it was the tornado punch, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. That's why it was called the Texas tornado. He always did a, yeah. a punch where he went off the rope, spun around and then whacked his opponent with a right hand. Yeah. Um, it was, I think Kevin Von Erich, the oldest brother was, was okay. probably the one most attributed either him or David. Um, yeah. What was really funny was that there's a point in, in the movie where they show that Kevin was probably, um, not the most talented on on the mic and it was more mm-hmm. his younger brother david 
and and he's the one that that cuts the promo that you see kind of in the trailer where he talks about you know them bringing justice to to the you know to 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 the promotion is their father built with his own hands the hands that were passed down to us the hands that will deliver the iron claw to you you know mm-hmm. like he 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 does that promo and does, and the actor does it in in just phenomenal fashion and so uh but but there is a funny part in the movie where you know he's sitting he's kind of sitting behind the scenes david his brother and Kevin's trying to cut a promo and is just, he's just not doing well with it. It's just, you know, no personality, yeah. no, you know, he's screwing up his words and he's just like, can you get the, get out of here? He's like, you're, you're distracting me. You know, that's right. I mean, it was really funny how they did it and and yeah. showing how, how it's not the easiest thing in the world to cut a promo sort of thing. No. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was just a very well done movie and, and uh, I, I would highly recommend it. I, I, I went there with my wife and my younger son who are not, you know, wrestling fans in any sense. You got your wife to go to this? Yes. And and she What did you have to promise? Like did you nope. have to go like was this like flower Nothing. level or did you go ju- straight jewelry store? He, here's the thing. <laughs> went to it afterwards for days afterwards. She and my son were saying how good of a movie it was because they uh, they it, it, it something sat with them after it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. not a wrestling it's a movie with wrestling. It's not a wrestling movie. Well, but and and that's the best. Those are the best stories. Yes. Like it doesn't it, like in in a way to go back to our previous episode, mm-hmm. which will be linked in the in the show notes, or you can just scroll through on YouTube and find shameless self promotion. Um, it's it's a Battlestar Galactica was not a sci fi show. Mm-hmm. It was a drama show that happened to take place in a sci fi environment. Yes. And ultimately, those are the best stories that they don't rely on the genre necessarily to mm-hmm. be the main focus of the story. Yep. Now, there's yeah, there's some that yeah that they've used the genre to really elevate that. Great, but by by and large, it's the it's the drama within taking place within the genre, mm-hmm. and that's why to me like professional wrestling is just as valid as you know a lot of other stuff you see on tv it's it's storytelling yeah it just happens to be microwaved in some ways in that it takes place in a lot shorter time period because we got a pay-per-view coming up in three weeks um and it all revolves around a wrestling ring yeah but it's that same sort of thing like my wife uh for whatever reason we've watched the rick flair documentary um, being Ric Flair, I think is what's, what it's mm-hmm. called. And then the Cody Rhodes documentary. Yep. She actually watched both of those. Yep. And was very into it. Um, because it's a genuine story. It's a, it's a, like there is a, an arc there. She will not watch wrestling. She watched a little, but she watched maybe five minutes of the Royal Rumble and was like, and I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, you know, we we all actually ought to have you here, and I will have you like give your reaction to it. She's like, mm, no, I can't hang. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, I could. I will have to. I'll have to attempt to lure her there. Maybe I'll have to leave like a a, a path of gift cards or something into the theater. It is a <laughs> well done movie. You will not be disappointed if you go see it, except for Ric Flair. The promo is good to get the point across, but the the actor who delivers it yeah once he takes the the sunglasses off he's ugh, no no <laughs> not and 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 there's points in the promo where yeah you're kind of like yeah this isn't rick flair but 
Well, there's only one. There's only one. There's only But there's a larger point to the promo because it has to do with what what it takes to being a man and stuff like that. And 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 Kevin's character is struggling with the idea of masculinity that his father has beaten into all of the boys and that sort of thing. And so I think it's 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 interesting how they use the promo to kind of help him turn a corner in terms of kind of how his thinking was going with with the situation he was going through. So hmm. Uh, right. So overall, I, I would highly recommend the Iron Claw. Uh, what is your and another thing, sir? Uh, my and another thing is an album I've downloaded, and uh, over the past couple, well, actually, it's been about a month since I've downloaded this, and I'd highly recommend it. It's, I believe, it's fairly new. Uh, let me actually take a quick peek here in Apple Music and see what year it was released. Oh, it was released this year, so yeah, this is somewhat relevant. Uh, this is an album called "Thank You, Brother Bill." A tribute to Bill Withers. It's by Kevin Burt and Big Medicine. And hmm. essentially, this is a, a kind of a blues tribute to Bill Withers. Um, Bill Withers, to me, is one of the great songwriters uh, of the 20th century. Yeah, you look at songs like Use Me, Grandma's Hands, Lean On Me. I mean, dude, if he just written Lean On Me and Use Me you're already arguably knocking on the door to the Pantheon. Those are two fan friggin' tastic songs. Uh, But then you get into grandma's hands, you get into uh, (laughs) songs on here, which oddly enough, he does not cover use me, which is one of Bill Withers most recognizable songs. He Hmm. doesn't choose to cover him. Um, But who is he and what is he to you kissing my love, which, Oh my gosh such a great groove there's a couple of uh there's a band called um cold blood the cover hmm. uh kissing my love back in i want to say the late 70s um that is just devastatingly good um uh world keeps going round and round just the two of us uh ain't no sunshine lean on me uh, let us love uh uh, hope she'll be happier. I mean, oh my gosh, it is such a like well done album, mm-hmm. and with a very, uh, very, I would say subtle, um, blues influence because mm-hmm. Bill Withers was not the kind of guy. And if you listen to some interviews in the past, uh, part of the reason he kind of got out of the music industry is that he did not appreciate uh, sometimes. <laughs> Um, the the record company coming in and being like, oh, this song isn't black enough. And he's like, well, I'm black and I wrote it. Is black enough? Mm-hmm. And like, no, we need to have this and this and this and this and this to make it, you know, whatever. And he, the dude was a masterful songwriter. Yeah. And to have someone mucking with that, I can see why after a while he'd be like, you know what? Well, screw you. I'm just done. Yeah. I've made my money and I don't need to deal with y'all. Yeah. Um I think it's it's really a nice tribute to him that this the blues influence of of this tribute is is very subtle and ties into some of the blues influence that you can hear in Bill Withers' original songs, but it's it's not like so overpowering like oh hey and every song is a blues shuffle. Mm. You know, no, it's it's very well done. Um and, and a lot of fun, too. Nice. A lot of fun. Some nice. really good songs in there. Um, so I highly recommend that. Uh, check that out from Kevin Burt and Big Medicine. 
uh, at, oh my gosh, such a great band name, Big Medicine. Like, mm-hmm. who wouldn't have wanted to play in that band? That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to our, the end of our time here, um, uh, here at uh, Idiot HQ. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember where you were. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Look at the look at the glass. <laughs> I got pecans floating through my head. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm fine. It's the pecans that's messing with me. I've got a nut allergy. Um, anyways. God almighty. Um, we, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, this is so much fun for us, and we, we certainly appreciate y'all uh, hanging out for the ride with us. Uh, please, if you are here on YouTube with us at this very moment, please subscribe. And uh, if you like the video, then hey, you know what? The next obvious thing is to like the video. Uh, I, I hate to be terribly, you know, ham-fisted with that, but uh, what the heck just happened there? I just did a thumbs up because, like, YouTube is thumbs up well, or no, thumbs but down. The weird thing was you did a thumbs up and there was this little bubble that came up on your video that had a little thumbs up icon. Oh, that- you know why? Because I, I recently upgraded to Sonoma and I think they have some built-in, like, animations when you do certain, like... That um, was kind of bizarre. Yeah. Okay, that's like the AI that we've all been fearful of. Yep, there it is. There it is. Okay, that's freaking terrifying. Anyways, uh, thank you all for sticking around. And if you are on YouTube, be feel, uh, feel free to subscribe to our uh, channel, which is going to be run by Skynet. With <laughs> the Good. end is nigh. Good God, where are we heading to? Oh, boy. And we're contributing to it. Anyways, they're scraping our content. It's fine. Um, You know, thank you all for tuning in. And Mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like to join the Free Range EDC congregation, which uh, we like to think of as the nicer cult, um, you know, there's not nearly as much money to spend as Scientology. So come on over. Um, And Will Smith, we're looking at you. Dear God, Jada is poison. Jada is poison. Come with us. Anyways, um, I don't know that. I'm just making stuff up at this point. Ah, I caught myself. So uh, if you'd like to join the Free Range ADC congregation, all you got to do is go to freerangeadc.com. And from there, you can subscribe right through the Podbean app if you'd like. If you're not, you, uh, you say, I got, enough, I got enough apps in my life. I don't need any more unless they're mozzarella sticks, in which case, yes. Um, what you can do is you can find us on Apple Podcasts. We are on Pandora. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Samsung Podcasts. We are all those fracking podcasts and we're probably on like Joey's podcast service somewhere. Probably. Um, search for us there. Uh, and, you know, just make sure you subscribe because, you know, that makes their numbers goes up. And quite honestly, the man they call Tim, that makes him happy. I'm all about it's, the maths. He's he's a very simple human being. He likes uh, what was the what was the word that you used earlier that amazed me? Instantiated. Instantiated. No, it was reinstantiated. Which I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like. That's like a, a word that I don't know. Reused. Completely messed me up there, bub. Oh, and good God, he's going for another one. No, I'm not. no, no. Yes, you are. No. You're gonna have you're gonna have like two or three after this. Anyways, uh, you can also find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I already mentioned YouTube, but you can find us uh, on the other on all of the social media platforms except for X slash Twitter. Which you know what? F Elon Musk. <laughs> Uh, you can find us at Free Range Idiocy <laughs> on all of those. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, if you have an idea for a show, I mean, quite honestly, you've listened to us now for the past two and a half hours. 
you know we're like five seconds away from being out of ideas. So go ahead and send us an idea for a show. And you can send all those to Tim at freerangeedc.com and he will get back to you forthwith, if not sooner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, even though he had like the first 45 minutes of the show, I'm going to turn this over to the less idiotic of the two idiots who run this show. Look at him shaking his head. Look at him shaking his head with his Blue Jays cap on. All the Red Sox, Red Sox nation right now is just going. Boo. It's not Toronto. Just Boo. stop it. It's like the Princess Bride. Boo. Stop it. <laughs> what? That was like a moose in heat. That's kind of frightening. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm kind of terrified right now. Oh, but anyways, Lord. I'm gonna turn the show over to him anyways. But not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. But of course, we know the first is what is hip. The second being, <gasps> the hell did we learn this episode? Uh, we learned the following, my friend. Oh, good. He's got a list. Oh, we have. Uh, we have learned that uh, Ahsoka season two. Uh, oh, look at that. Finished, uh, this is bourbon, pecan, ice and all. Uh, oh, it was lovely. We have learned for Ahsoka season two, uh, you know, as fans, we don't demand a whole lot. We just want some, uh, oh, there we go. A little, little polar action there. Uh, you know, we just want a little, uh, something, something there, a little, <laughs> around, uh, Balin Skull and what he's doing. Uh, what do you want from Balin Skull? I'm a little disturbed right now. I want to understand what the heck he's doing. What is he going after? What is his purpose here? That's what I want to find out. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm absolutely right. Everyone wants to know what the heck is he going after? Sheiky? Come on now. You are worse than a whole thing. But nonetheless... Uh, we. Uh, I love how Tim's talking back to this. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a conversation. Up. I will conversate with whoever would like to conversate with me. Uh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, LA. So much bourbon Tim has had. Right, not at all. Uh, but we are looking forward to an Ahsoka season two. Uh, that will continue the story forward. Hopefully, uh, get Thrawn a little more rounded out. And uh, give... Uh, I don't know. know. He was pretty rounded in this episode. Well, <laughs> that is fair, sir. Rotund It would be the uh, word we would use for the shapely form of the Grand Admiral. I mean, he was undersupplied, but apparently the galley was fully stocked. Apparently we know who got all the high-quality food while they were stuck on Peridia. Bring me another turkey dinner. <laughs> we know all the uh, you know tomahawk steaks went to the Grand Admiral. That's what we know. <laughs> What does a bantha tomahawk steak look like? I'm just curious. <laughs> Lord. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we've also learned, uh, you know, uh, Free Range ADC is bullish on uh, Ghostbusters' uh, Frozen Empire. I believe it's with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was all from memory, ladies and gentlemen. That was all from memory. Uh, we've also learned the Royal Rumble. You're shut off now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There it is. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. In that department, yes, I am. Because <laughs> no, Hogan wait. never did that. He went to the gym and worked out, not like that Mick Foley bum. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. It's back here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The roids go in the bum, not in the arm. We have also learned that uh, the Royal Rumble. <laughs> that should be our new T-shirt. Roids go in, go in the bum, not in the arm. I don't want to be a part of that T-shirt. No. No. Please, no. It's going to happen on Etsy next week. Good God almighty. 
Uh, we are also uh, bullish on the Royal Rumble. It is. Uh, it was a yeah. great event overall, and we would like to see uh, a little more investment in the ladies' side of things as we yeah. see the men's side of things. So, uh, but overall, an entertaining and uh, fun event. Do check it out if you uh, happen to miss it. Uh, yeah. But we are no spoilers. But looking forward to uh, Bailey and Cody making their run for the world title. At Just a, <laughs> that's it. Amen. Amen. Uh, and uh, with all that being said, uh, we thank you for, again, the listenership. And we do uh, uh, ask you to be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. Uh, Please rewind. And until next time, uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, the range is closed. It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! <laughs> You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all. Good day. Good night. Gosh, here we go. Good riddance. <laughs> you know what? Can I get a little cult of personality, please? I'm oh! this for you. Oh! There it is. It's been so long. Where was where's Bobby Roode these days? He is a backstage agent now. He oh, suffered a back injury, unfortunately, that I think has uh, closed the door in his career. So you can't tell me he can't come out and take one bump. Is the bump card full? I, I mean, you know, if if Edge can come back, yeah, anyone that can. took like ten years. It did. It did. I don't know if Bobby's got ten years. <laughs> Bobby had a good run though. Bobby had but again a very good run. If he's, if our truth, uh, you know, fitness program, maybe. You never know. Maybe. Maybe. No. That's something else we also learned, our truth. National treasure. We already knew that. My bad. Yeah. Now get the hell out of here.